0: Exactly. I'm glad you agree.
1: And welcome once again to Won't Stay Dead, the podcast that covers uh, the world of cult and horror films. Uh, We're here in uh, South Belfast uh, on a ridiculously uh, torrential rain night, but um, we're keeping warm with uh, a bit of sci-fi this week. We're kind of moving away from the horror uh, genre, and uh, we're going to be looking at uh, Wolfgang Peterson's um, classic 80s sci-fi romp, uh, Enemy Mine. So, start off by introducing the, the panel, first of all, so... Paul,
2: yeah, hello. How are you? I'm I'm Paul. I'm <laughs> still Paul. And D, uh, yeah, I'm also still Dee.
1: Thank you. Yeah, so uh, yeah, as I said, this week we're we're looking at um, Enemy Mine, which uh, a film, which seems to have not got a very good response. I've kind of found through doing research.
3: Did you guys were you guys the same? I saw sort a of uh, more a mixed response than I. I assumed I'd, I'd seen it a few times when it was um, yeah through the years and I thought I always assumed it was sort of a bit of a classic but no I'm surprised that it yeah there's a bit of a bit of hatred out there for it or apathy out there for it at least yeah
4: yeah
2: it does. apathy seems to be the word uh, I sort of remember like loving it though and I think I watched it when I was a lot younger it was probably on TV uh, like quite late at night or something and stayed up to watch it and thought it looked amazing because mm-hmm. I think the special effects are still pretty good. But, uh, yeah, when I was just looking it up online and trying to find more information about it, did you guys find it hard to find information yeah. about it, actually? Yeah. yeah. And that's probably why, because there's just so much apathy towards yeah. it. It just seems to have been relegated to nothingness. People don't
3: yeah. really... Yeah, it's mm. almost like... It's like a foreign foreign language film that was filmed in English for an, an English speaking audience but was treated the same way a foreign language film might be treated like I it, it's like it's a a sort of German B-movie almost yeah. in, in a way you know people just don't seem to respond to it at all Like, and it was a European movie but it wasn't made for European audiences really it was made for yeah, was, uh, for Hollywood was it 84
2: it was made um, I think
3: so I think so I it was the year I was born
2: we I'm pretty, pretty sure you should really know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 84 it was made. But yeah, I have a feeling it's 84. It was, when was Star Wars made? That was seven, 77. Seven. And yeah. then when did the second one come out? Cause I think 1980. That, was it made kind of in response to those in a way? Like yeah, Jedi was 83. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe it was, yeah, it was yeah. made in response to that. Yeah. Or at least the studio probably put it into production. In Off the back sense. of that? Yeah. yeah. yeah, I
1: guess. I mean, like, as you said, Paul, you know, that, that was kind of. Um, uh, quite a typical thing for Ita- Italians, I think it was, it was. It was because of Italian law, you could kind of make films and call them something else too. So Luigi Cozzi's Contamination was based on was about um, these pods that once they once they touch you, the liquid touches you, your chest explodes. So obviously like Alien, and I think in Italy it was called like Alien Two, yeah, uh, because they could get away with that. And I kind of see what you mean. Like it's al- it's almost like Enemy Mine is like that. It's like almost like like an Italian trying to cash in on the success of Star Wars or something like that yeah yeah, I suppose,
3: yeah it seems like, it was like Troll Troll 2 yeah same
2: idea <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> I suppose because of that as well though it seems to be like two stories fighting against each other if uh, like well I think look, this will be discussed later on yeah this is what I noticed anyway but because of that yeah it creates a really weird film in the end I find but we'll get onto that later yeah Almost a bit like They Live, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, sure, sure, we may as well...
1: Oh yeah, well, uh, at the start of the show I'll we'll say, just say um, our, we- our web address. We're uh, won'tstaydead.wordpress.com won't and uh, there you'll find links to SoundCloud and iTunes where you can get the podcasts um, and also our kind of Twitter and Facebook pages and also some reviews um, that we've kind of done. It's a bit of a blog. So yeah, check that out if you give a shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say, if you dare. <laughs> if you dare, we, yeah, that, would sounded, that would have sounded professional. <laughs> if you dare
1: to give a shit. <laughs> uh, so we may, we may as well do the uh, beers at the start. Sure. Cool. Paul, do you want to go first? Okay.
3: Mine, um, I had a, a fridge full of beer, which I decided just to bring with me because, yeah, because I, I couldn't really buy any more. Um <laughs> So, it's not <laughs> so now you've got to spontaneously think of <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs> well, I do have profanity stout, and uh, the film is full of uh, profanity um, to uh, both uh, the drac god, uh, or drac a sort of spiritual um, guru, whose name is escaping me at the minute, and uh, and also Mickey Mouse, who gets a heavy <laughs> dose of profanity as well. Um, so there's William Brothers' profanity stout. Uh, there is uh, lime burner pale ale which I can't really do you always get that <laughs> stuff yeah <laughs> that it, was, is... it was just in my fridge and uh, I had to bring it uh, there's a an Otway European pale ale which uh, I can't really connect to the film either other than
1: it's the same uh, brewery I was y- con- it's, it is yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> which still doesn't connect it in any way uh, other than the film was filmed in a lot of Europe well there you um, go it's brown and and it's brown your man's brown and he is brown yeah and (laughs) I (laughs) do yeah (laughs) not Louis Cossett (laughs) (laughs) can we delete this (laughs) let's let's delete that bit (laughs) Um. Um, and I also have a bottle of Einstock in the fridge because the uh, the movie was originally um, filmed or was originally going to be filmed in Iceland and Einstock is Icelandic but uh, yeah, my connections are pretty poor. I'm really sorry. That's no probs. That's uh, a <laughs> unforgivable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even know if I can get drunk. It. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work. Uh, D uh,
2: Yeah. Well, I'm currently drinking Spaten because it was in my house, and I think this was also filmed in Germany. I think. Well, in, in, Munich, in Bavaria, Germany. which is well, yeah, which Spaten is where Spaten know. is from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a handy coincidence. Uh, I got some Asahi because I think it's not based on Hell in the Pacific but it's very similar
3: I was going to do that as well yeah Did so it. <laughs> it has that sort of Japanese yeah. connection
2: okay I, I don't know what that is so we'll uh, talk about that later on I uh, suppose well, Hell in the Pacific was that film where it's like an American and a Japanese soldier get stuck on like an island during oh. the war yeah or somewhere anyway
3: <laughs> isn't it uh, is it is City Party? I is haven't it, seen it maybe, so. I think maybe maybe that's another film that's similar
2: Apparently there is a third one, That which name, uh, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember why I bought this. What is it, F.A.'s? Is it it's Turkish? Oh, there was a reason for that, which, no, I can't remember. I was in a bit of a rush. It was no. definitely a reason, though. Something to do with Turkey. It'll come back to me. Hang on. <laughs> uh, I bought a Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA, because... There's torpedoes launched ah, and stuff. Yeah. That's pretty good. Hopefully the Turkish thing will come back to me, though. I can't yeah. remember. There's definitely thinking about
1: it. it <laughs> is, 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 is it to do with the Drak religion? Does it kind of remind you of Islam a bit? No, it wasn't that. Uh, you get on with it anyway. <laughs> you know. I, I actually did quite well because I, I got paid um, two days ago. Oh, rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first one is... Double Hop Monster IPA, ah, cool. from Green the Green King Brewery because there is a dragon on the front and the draks are a bit like dragons, aren't they? They're a bit kind of lizardy, dragon-y. They are,
3: And actually, that uh, there's those monsters under the ground. Um, yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, the monsters under the ground. Um, so there you go. That's pretty good. Um, and I also got a German beer. It's the Augustiner Brau. Any, any regular Augustiner listeners? Brau is amazing.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's really hard to get anywhere other than in the Augustiner Brau uh, brewery. Cool. But there's a guy, who, apparently there's an American guy who sneaks it out and sneaks it into Belfast. No, oh.
1: Well, I got, I got this in the vineyard. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyone who, li- who listens regularly will remember we drank a different Augustiner Brau beer for the Return of the Living Dead
2: because of Ernie Calton remember? That's right. Yeah. Um, so if we've got any hardcore fans that can tweet us. Exactly. Yeah, I, I remember. Hashtag WSD podcast. And don't tell our <laughs> that their beers have been smuggled in that like. um,
1: But the reason I got this isn't because of uh, it was that was filmed in Germany. It's because um, the director is called Wolfgang, and Wolfgang is a German name. Oh, okay. Uh, and annoyingly, um, there's a really, really good beer called Micheller i oh, sorry, it's a brewery called Mikkeler and they're Danish. And I was going to try and get some of that because Peterson is a Danish name. Um, so I would have had the surname and and the first name covered. But they didn't have it. and So that would have meant my choices were either Carlsberg or Tuborg. And quite frankly, <laughs> fuck ever drinking any of those. <laughs> uh, DAB, which is from Dortmund. Uh, same thing, German. Um, what's this? Oh, there's your Einstück. Ah, I knew that had gone missing
0: somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And I got some cherry beer, because oh. cherry sounds like jerry. Oh, yes. I
2: suppose. I, 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 I thought the original idea was to get Sailor jerry, but I, Yeah, that's right, we were going to get Sailor Jerry's, but... A uh, bit too much. Yeah, we like,
1: thought yeah. nah. <laughs> uh, So that's uh, Sa- Samuel Smith's, um, a good uh, kind of uh, organic English brewery. And the last one is pretty good. It is a Belgian beer called Golden Drac. Ah, oh, of, cool. which is perfect, isn't it? That is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming Drac must be Flemish for dragon because there's a big golden dragon or a big boat shaped like a dragon on the front. <laughs> so yeah, yeah,
3: cool. I kind of did pretty well this. I've always i yeah, that so in that's, the menu and never never picked it up.
1: Yeah, so it's a nice bottle. It is a really nice,
3: nice bottle. bottle. Nice kind of white, um, yeah. like white ceramic bottle. But um, the Belgians know how to make make beers on bottles. And exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, the Turkish thing kind of came back to me was it because it was fil- parts of it were originally filmed in Turkey or they'd gone to a the studio there or something mm, I don't know maybe and I think like in the original like uh, when they first set out to film this okay I could be wrong yeah. but for some reason I had that in my head okay <laughs> so that, that was my reasoning <laughs>
0: possibly <laughs> yeah <laughs> um
1: yeah so that's the beers so we're going to get stuck into these now um And D, I believe you've prepared something for us. Yeah,
2: I've got a really shitty quiz. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's called 80s Sci-Fi Alien Quiz. Excellent. And I suppose we should play some obligatory music. Like, quiz music. Okay.
1: Okay, so he's ready for the shitty quiz. <laughs> actually, hold on. I want to open a beer. Got the... Oh, yeah. here's
2: Yeah, that's
1: just right there. Um,
2: Yeah, we're ready. Okay. <laughs> all right, basically, it's just, uh, can you name what film these alien species are from? Okay. And they're all from the 80s, these films as well. Cool. I was trying to do a
1: bit of revision for this today, but um, didn't get very far. And actually yeah, came to the conclusion actually came to the conclusion that I really don't watch that much sci-fi, so I'm expecting this to be an absolute disaster for It me.
2: could be. I tried to make some of them, like, obvious as well, It's just so we'll get some points. Yeah. Because, like, even when I was doing it, I was going through them going, Uh, eh, you're never getting that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, I don't know, do I have a coin or anything, just so we can see who goes first? Uh, 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 We've we'll, we'll got a bottle. Oh, yeah, I'll, bottle. I have, that'll do. A so. A uh, so uh heads or tails? Uh heads. So Ian is called heads. I'm going to throw this. Oh, it's heads. Yeah. Heads. Yeah. Okay. So first question to Ian. Oh, holy oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what film uh is uh, this race from? The Malmori? <laughs> I don't think if you're going to get this.
1: The Malmori?
2: Yeah.
1: Um so it's an 80s sci-fi film with an eight, with aliens in it, and the aliens are called the Malmori. Yeah. Um.
2: I don't know. Silent Running. No. Nope. It's uh, Battle Beyond the Stars, which no, was made fuck. in 1980, I think. I've never heard of that. Really awful. Uh, sort of. Yeah, how do you describe it? It's basically like some fella goes, like, he's just a normal Earth boy. He goes and fights aliens. He gets picked up by them. and It's really <laughs> shit. Like, <And> I think <laughs> I saw it when I was a wee kid.
1: Is it like Flight of the Navigator?
2: Um, it's kind of based at that, you know, the audience. Like, it's for kids. Yeah. But, uh, it's pretty cheesy and awful. Ender's
3: like Game yeah. sort of idea as well. I think so. so,
2: yeah. I think I remember reading up about it. There was something to do with the director it was maybe offered Ender's Game at one stage. Right. I think this was because like Andrew's game went through like scripts like hell for yeah, like, yeah. decades I think Aye, yeah but, but yeah so it's your turn Paul I think okay, I think go. this is an easier one anyway um, okay what what film are the Hawkmen in uh
3: what do you call it Uh shit uh Flash
2: Gordon right uh, yeah one nil to Paul <laughs> excellent <laughs> would like, you would you have got that
1: no out? I mean like do you want
3: like. You know, like, would you say that you, that you know your sci-fi, ball? No, not really. I most... I'd say about... I watch 90% of the sci-fi I ever watch uh, after the pub on a Friday night, if there's sci-fi. <laughs> I'm, I'm a sucker for post-pub sci-fi. So, Class. But that's about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't read sci-fi or watch much sci-fi. Oh, I love it's reading sci-fi. That's great. Uh, yeah. I read some <laughs> sci-fi, but uh, not very much anymore. I used to read a lot more, but...
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll go to the third question. Here this, we go. This is an interesting one. Okay. And... Um, okay what uh, what film are the Grebleeps in or the leaps I think it's pronounced the <sighs> Um, <laughs> it's,
1: it sounds a bit wacky like it, it sounds like it could maybe be a comedy or something like
2: Spaceballs or something um, I'll give you a clue at least you've definitely seen it or at least I, I think you would have oh it's an, it's an 80s sci-fi alien film as well
3: Oh, I know,
2: I know. Do you know? I, know. I okay. think I know. Um, No, no, I don't actually. I... No, I have no idea. Um, no idea. I'll give you an extra clue. The species isn't actually mentioned in the film. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah, so they're just... I think they were called that... After, in fact, maybe a decade or so after, it was, they were never really mentioned when the film was discussed or anything. It was only eventually someone came up with a name for them, and they're sort of universally known as.
1: Okay, I'm going to call. Well, actually, no, this is wrong because I know that they are named in the film, but I'm going to say batteries not included.
2: No, it is ET. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. At no point. The only reason I know that is because I looked it up. And do you remember that awful, awful Star Wars film? The Phantom Menace. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: They make an appearance in that. In the same yeah, that's right, the yes. so people decided to name their race um, in, the Star, <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so it must be set in the same universe, I guess. Yeah. I know that um, uh, E.T. E.
1: was initially supposed to be a horror film, wasn't it? Was it? I think it uh, was. Yeah. I think it was initially kind of planned as a horror film and <laughs> it was possibly oh, yeah. scripted as a horror film.
2: Yeah. Um, well, have you seen the remake? May as well be a horror film. What? They're not a remix, Sorry, the restored, digitally remastered. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh god. Don't don't <laughs> they replace all the guns oh, with, with yeah. walkie-talkies? Yeah. Yeah. And they take all the cigarettes out? Do they? Yeah, I think so. And ET isn't prosthetic or anything anymore. He's all digitally CGI'd and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. it, just just kills it like. Really yeah, yeah. Like do, like, not,
0: like.
2: Do, 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 do like Spielberg and Lucas have
1: no notion of charm? <laughs> Uh, apparently not you know because <laughs> that's what it is isn't it it's yeah. charm like Frank yeah. uh,
3: Frank Oz yeah you know, I know like... Jesus I know yeah we... <sighs> <Fucking> hell, <that's... laughs> I didn't realise it actually did digitally restored him that's crazy so shall
2: I go on to the next uh, question I, yeah sorry for God's sake this is, this is too easy actually but this is one of the obvious ones to three, in just in case so Paul, Paul's <laughs> essentially got another point <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> Star Wars Oh, you got it right as well. <laughs> it's like, what are the Wookiees from? Ah, for <laughs> <God's> sake. <sick. laughs> I had to throw easy ones. <laughs> so was it like 3-0 de It's 2-0 two, Paul. Mm. Um, okay, <laughs> so I'll we'll go on to the third question. Uh, There's only 10. Come uh, on. Uh, I think you might be able to get this one, even if you haven't seen it. Um, Is it 10 each? Uh, well, no, no, just 5 each, because okay. I don't want to go on forever. Uh, but anyway, uh, what film are the sandworms in? The sandworms? Yeah. Oh, I know it. See, Paul even knows this. <laughs> I do know that. I do know that. I'll give you a hint as well, because um, you don't have anything. Or do you want a hint? Well, I can think. I, I can think of two films in which
1: there are big worms in the sand, but neither of them I would consider sci-fi.
3: This one definitely a sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Unmistakably sci-fi. It's not. <laughs> It's not the one that you're thinking of.
1: I mean, if it's if it's Star Trek, I have no hope. No, it's not Star Trek.
2: In a way, it's kind of like enemy mine as well. Sort of unfairly, it's, you know, treated with scorn. It's not really that bad. At all. It's not the Atkins terrible. <laughs> yes. sandworms,
1: like, are, are the sandworms like like the main villain in it, or they are they the main subject of the film, or are they just in it? No,
3: they a big part in it. Like, they're you know, yeah. they big enough part, but they're not they're not yeah. like the I don't think they're you call them the villain, like.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know, so I have to say Beetlejuice.
2: No, it's June. Oh, never seen. Mm-hmm. June, never seen it. Oh, no. No. Really, June's good. It's uh, it's, it's a good and weird, bad. weird film, yeah. isn't it? I think it's David Lynch. Too. It is, yeah, But he like disowned it or something.
3: Yeah, I can see why. I mean, it's, it's got a, it, it's. There's a Werner Herzog movie where everybody is hypnotized called Heart of Glass, and it's June is sort of, sort of like that. But I think unintentionally so, because everybody's <laughs> so wooden. Like. Yeah, I think um, Patrick Stewart's
2: in it as well. I think he might be. Uh, when he yeah. has hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was that before Next Generation? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, um, it was mid 80s, I think, so it was right. like 84, 85. It was around the same time, anyway. Yeah, my it's... my other option was Tremors. Yeah, knew, uh, yeah. you were thinking of Tremors. I was thinking of tremors <laughs> tremors is maybe the 90s. I I would have, yeah, I think, yeah. and it's not, really,
1: not sci fi, is it? No. Nah.
2: It's more horror. Horror comedy, maybe? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's another nil for Ian. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, I, this is another easy one, too. I should have really thought about the order of this. Fuck uh, <laughs> it. Who cares? Uh, what What uh, film are the xenomorphs in? Fuck's sake. <laughs>
3: oh, I don't know what I do to
2: this. Should get the countdown uh, music on. <laughs>
3: uh... <laughs> i do know i can't i can't it, it's not battery. not included is it? no no
2: i don't know uh it's aliens
3: oh for fucks sake. yeah well oh, alien, alien, alien
2: wasn't made in the 80s so Jeez. aliens was aliens. So, yeah. yeah yeah it's a big okay. nil for paul
1: <laughs> 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 a big old nil <laughs> okay so right. it's still two nil to, to paul yeah
2: so, so I, I can still you draw can, you can still do it theoretically I can still and, draw. okay that's uh i think you should get this now anyway Okay. What film are the fix-its in? Bodies not included. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which just makes my,
1: my <laughs> earlier answer even more ludicrous because I knew that they weren't called whatever it was <laughs> that I said they were called. I knew they were called the fix <laughs> Well,
2: you got a point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so... Oh, well, this is... Uh, Paul's got a point as well. <laughs> why, are you, why are you giving Paul all well, these easy if ones? If he doesn't get this, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what, what film are the Vulcans in? <laughs> Fuck's sake. They have to
3: name the specific Star or Wars was, Star Trek uh, film. Yeah. Oh, we said the, Star Wars. To, Star Wars? Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, actually,
2: yeah, For um, there was four, uh, four of these films made in the 80s, so okay. I want the whole title of at least one of them. So,
3: uh... The undiscovered country. Yes,
2: that was. What's or it no? called? Undiscovered country. No, no, that was uh, that was in the nineties. It wasn't. Ah, yeah. shit. Do we take that as a wrong answer? Because they, you probably should. I'm still winning. It's up to you. I would have, but it's up to you. <laughs> oh no, what was that? Oh no, voyage because there was there was um, the wrath of Khan. Rathakan, is two. Uh, voyage, Search, for Spock. Search for
3: Spock. Voyage home.
2: Voyage home, and then the final frontier, which is the one that everybody hates. Yeah, because it's the one where they go to find God. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it gets on fair flack. It is good. I like I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, it seems quite antithetical to the Star Wars or to the Star Trek. It's oh, but it's good because they go and find God and they find out that he's not actually God. Yeah. He's just uh, this... Uh, that um, is good. Yeah. yeah. He's this horrible this thing in the, thing. the yeah. centre of the universe. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: That sounds exactly like a Star Trek uh, yeah.
3: philosophy, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so,
2: I don't know. I think
3: I have to... Yeah, Fair enough. Fair enough. It wasn't the 80s. Okay, so it's still 2-1. I, yeah. I probably thought I discovered it was 90s. That's...
2: Which one was the Undiscovered Country? Was the one where
3: they like, what happens again? I can't even remember. I've got it mixed up. I was actually thinking of what's the one with go to Earth and they that's, go to San Francisco. That's the voyage home. That's the voyage home. That's yeah. what I was thinking of actually.
2: Ah, uh, okay. That's the one with the whales. Yeah, which yeah, I think is the worst one, but there was a pick. I actually really like that <laughs> one as well. <laughs> it's I, not. I, like, I, it's I, not I, awful. It's just not not great. Anyway, but um. Uh, <laughs> okay so that's a nil <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fair it's, it's 2-1 though it's 2-1 you still winning um, so there's the last two questions okay so <clears throat> what film are the it's a weird name non-terrestrial intelligence uh, what, what alien is that or what film is that alien from
1: non-terrestrial intelligence mm. NTE N.T.I. Oh, N.T.I. Of course, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Non-terrestrial
3: intelligence. I know this one as well. I can't think what it is.
1: I want to say "Close Encounters," but I think that's late seventies. Yep. Um non terrestrial intelligence I may as well guess, but I can't even think of anything to guess. Um Cocoon. Nope. It is the Abyss.
4: Oh uh. my god, like
1: I was actually I was actually looking up um the Abyss today. On Wikipedia, because I was trying to—I was trying to just re- learn some <laughs> the ones, some of the being names, yeah. I
2: had to research that name, like, because I couldn't not, find anything on yeah. what they were called. I think it might be mentioned in the film. Oh lines.
1: no, it is! Like, yeah, the NTIs. Yeah, it is mentioned in the I film. It? Yeah,
2: but
4: um... oh. <laughs> you've you got the abbreviation. I know. If only
1: I hadn't initially thought that intelligence was spelled spelled with an e.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so. I could have yeah. got that. You could have. I could have been f- sitting on all here. Could have been. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I suppose you can't win now, but I may as well ask the last question anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have drawn. <laughs> what film... Just to, like, sort of run home, run riot. <laughs> what film was uh, the mysterious alien creature in?
3: Mysterious alien creature?
2: Yeah. That's the credit, obviously? <laughs> hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah, it would be as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they actually call it that once. It's been... I, I haven't know. seen this film... Since I was like five or six or something, though. Right. Okay. So it's been years. I don't think I ever would watch it again. <laughs> well maybe I would out of interest because it's. Well, I'll give away much more. <laughs> I I don't
3: know. Uh, Any creature? Um. It's not critters, is
2: it? Nope. They're called critters. Um.
3: I don't know no, I I, I doing another thing I've Oh I know. You know I know what it is
2: now Okay cool. I'll, I'll let Ian take it for for a catch up point No like No like you can't know, no, it cause no it's a tiebreaker as well It's fucking It's, it's mocking me It's mocking me Because yeah. ah. it's an acronym <laughs> <Yeah>. Of course <laughs> Okay so I, I I sort of arbitrarily hand out a point to Ian so That makes it That <laughs> cool. makes it too So we awful. get a tiebreaker Good Okay so, so The tiebreaker uh, is whoever gets this first what film is the Yaucha from, or Yacha, I think, maybe it's pronounced. Oh, shit. It's spelled Y-A-U-T-J-A. Whoever um, gives me the right answer, first wins. Yaucha.
1: Um um, <laughs> um, 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 Spaceballs?
3: Nope.
0: <sighs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Have you got a backup tiebreaker? Because I don't know if this is going to be god.
0: No, you, so, might, you might get uh, it. get. Yautja. a like 80s um, alien films.
2: Um. Mm-hmm. So it's a big one. Total Recall. Nope. Uh, like can I can I can I can I continue? Well, it's guessing? not really an alien film, though. Total Recall, because it's more mutants. Uh, it's, yeah. I suppose the aliens kind of come in at the end, don't they? But because the generators and stuff, yeah, you know, don't really don't really play a big part. No, it's but um, this is the main thing. Colonialism, isn't it? It's the main thing. Ouch! <laughs> the thing. Uh-huh. Nope, not the thing. So you're kind of getting there, though. Mm, okay. okay. Well, we'll just call it a day and you both draw. Uh, <laughs> Potentially. I don't think... I think uh, um,
3: can I... Get
1: thing? Uh, <laughs> I think if, if I was going to get it, I would have just have to guess. Keep yeah. on guessing. So okay. yeah.
2: It's Predator. Ah, fuck. I was going to say Predator. At the first the, and I thought,
3: no, it's definitely not Predator, because it's called something totally different. It's the name of the race.
2: Um, yeah. so I think they might have called that... Our that was the term they maybe used in the comics and stuff. Uh, ah, yeah. but it, yeah. uh, in the universe or whatever, it's known as that. I've never ever heard of that. I mean, I because like I've, uh, cause I've heard obviously the aliens
1: being called xenomorphs. Yeah, but I've yeah. never ever heard the predators being called anything else than the
2: predators. Did they get called xenomorphs in the films at all? No, I don't no, think, think so. I don't
3: yeah, I don't,
2: I don't remember. They're it. not. They're just called those yeah. things, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So that that was my big sort of shitty 80s That was good. <laughs> <quite> <laughs>
1: So we kind of drew but in reality Paul won three one. No uh, no no.
2: Or two one or whatever. Yeah, Paul wins. Good question. <laughs> I decide. <I>, <laughs> um A lot of
3: stupid mistakes there on my part. Things I, I knew and um, I should have known and didn't. Um
1: before we leave before we leave that subject, um Mac and me. Because that that is a film. Because I, like I just kind of googled <laughs> '80s alien films, and that was one of the ones that came up. And I remember watching that as a kid, and you know, just it entertained me because I was a child. But yeah. apparently, it was absolutely shit. And apparently, it <laughs> was
2: major McDonald's marketing. Well, oh, well, really? That's right. the one yeah. thing That's I remember. That's it's called Mac. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember watching it as a wee kid because it was in a mate's house, and uh, like I thought like it was really class because he had a video player at the time. We were watching mm-hmm. this. And uh, I remember one scene in particular that there's a party in McDonald's. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. I don't think we had McDonald's at the time when I watched this because I was really young. Yeah, and thinking, oh, I really want to go there someday. And, and yeah, so it works, you know. Yeah, like on on wee kids. Remember yeah. when
3: McDonald's first opened in Belfast? There was a a big thing for people having their parties there. I, yeah, maybe I kids it. still do, but yeah. I I doubt it. Like um, I know, but it was cool. Like they did. They brought in fucking clowns and stuff.
1: like that. Yeah, Ronald McDonald.
2: Yeah, know. or Ronald actually yeah. It wasn't
3: that, it wasn't some fucking clown, it was Ronald right McDonald. <laughs> it's just weird <laughs> clowns. Yeah.
2: Well, I just um... dragged them off the streets. <laughs> Homeless men in makeup. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: it's, 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 it's McDonald's in Belfast, that's essentially what it was. like Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean i mean like apparently Mac and me was just i mean it was obviously it was obviously kind of off the back of the success of e t because it's yeah. it's about a alien that befriends a
2: young boy isn't it well yeah because I was reading up about it as well like it was i as you say based directly on the fact that e t had been made and been so successful and the title itself Mac and me was stolen from e t because the original working title of e t was e t and me or something oh, right or e t yeah. and I or yeah. something like that anyway so they just stole that too. The whole thing's still on. <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's what happens, isn't it? <laughs> but you yeah, end back?
0: Yeah. We entrust our brother to God's
1: merciful keeping. And we commit his body to space. From ashes to ashes. From dust
3: dust. Ensure uncertainty.
4: Jesus Christ. Didn't they just fix that thing? Oh, shit. Who's listening anyway?
0: Next.
3: You're gonna shoot me? Go ahead, shoot me. Come on, shoot me, go ahead, do it now, shoot me! Because a point is, Draco, whether we live or die, I don't love you and you don't love me.
4: Or we're stranded here, you understand? You get it or don't you get the English, huh? It's my head. That is your ugly head. Not, not. This? My head, that's is you head, you ugly head. Ha, ha. You know the old saying, first you don't succeed, Try, try again. Dawis, you learned this from great drag teacher Chisma No, from Mickey Mouse. Who? Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is this
3: great Ekman teacher?
4: Yeah. Sort of.
3: That's good, <laughs> so enemy mine then.
2: yeah,
1: yeah, um, D, it was your
2: choice, do you want to explain why you chose it, um like when you first saw it, and uh yeah I, th- I think it shows it because I was just so bummed out by Cannibal holocaust, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I wanted something that was just a bit lighter, and you know not not as uh, harrowing, <laughs> so but I, I sort of chose it out of like um. Uh, just nostalgia mostly. I think just because I watched it when I was a wee kid before, and it's one of those films like you'd stay up late at night to watch when your mom and dad are in bed and you, you think they're asleep or whatever, and you hope they don't catch you watching all these horrible films. Mm. But it turned out not to be that bad. Um, but yeah, it just I think when I was younger, it looked really class like the whole setting, like all the scenery, in it, it's like I still think that holds up to an extent as well. Like uh, especially the start. You know, the whole battle and the the spaceships. And I think it was the same fella that did the Star Wars stuff. So it's probably why Mm -hmm. it still looks as good as it does. Like, obviously some bits are a bit dodgy. But I think for the most part it does kind of look nice. Um, But, yeah, I sort of chose it, like, just because I also thought there was a lot of... Like, well, I remembered there was kind of decent themes running through it. Like, obviously the idea of, like, the other and things like that. And gender kind of comes up in it and just... I don't know, various other sort of things to do with war and blah, blah, blah. But that's why I chose it. And but what did you think of it when you first saw it when you were a kid? I liked it. I thought it was great. Um, but watching it back, um, like the other day, I'm not too sure what I think of it now. It's, um, I don't know if it stands up to my memory. Because I'm pretty sure I watched it with you guys a few well Ian and my friend Keith, a few years ago. And even then, I still thought it was good. But for some reason, watching it back now... It didn't have the same impact.
0: Mm.
2: I don't know. Like, it, not that it was crap, but it was just—it was just overly cheesy. Maybe I, I don't remember the soundtrack being as cheesy as. I mean, <laughs> it's quite slushy, isn't it? Yeah, the soundtrack
3: actually—I uh, thought was maybe at one point directly lifted from *Neverending Story*, which is also Peterson. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one bit, I think maybe where he's. I think maybe where uh, he's got is he flying back to no I can't remember I can't remember what the bit is but there's there's a bit where the music is is just the never ending story um, yeah absolutely
2: I haven't seen that in ages actually yeah I, that's probably like ridiculously cheesy that film yeah I yeah I yeah. <laughs> can't remember a lot but um what did you guys think about open, like Watch Not Again like
3: yeah I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I I I don't know I expected to enjoy it because um i would seen it maybe maybe three maybe two or three times before um um usually in post pub sci-fi kind of binges (laughs) but uh it yeah it did live up it maybe didn't live up to the the sort of the slightly drunk sort of um, memory but um it yeah it was it was good I thought I maybe took more from it on a sort of deeper level this time than I did other times but um there's more to read into it, but it's yeah it was it's good fun it, um <laughs> good fun and clever enough a lot of i liked that they they consider a lot of social aspects and cultural aspects and also like scientific aspects like evolution and things like that is
0: yeah it's taken mm. into
3: consideration you know the evolution of the, the the creatures on this planet they crash into is um Know the the hardened shells to survive meteorites, and and uh, if there's constant meteor showers, they're going to be craters. So they're these sort of animals that have adapted to like living craters and stuff yeah. like that. So I like I like that sort of those touches. they've been thought out, but.
2: <laughs> I remember the bit though when he's talking about that. He's um, like when he first discovers those creatures and he like, yeah. kills one of them or whatever and like it carves it out, he, like he eats the meat or whatever, and then keeps the shell. But then to demonstrate to uh, Jerry how strong it is he bangs it on his head but yeah. it's quite apparent that it's very floppy <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's just obviously true. a bit of cardboard <laughs> <laughs> so. there's even one of those
3: things couldn't bite through this
2: <laughs> I would suggest that a meteor is probably stronger than that thing that he's talking about yeah as well. and his head <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> I know I mean yeah like if,
1: if, if that's your test then you're fine because <laughs> the meteors won't hurt you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, I actually I, I first watched Enemy Mine <coughs> um because of UD, um when we lived together with Keith in Lowen Street in Belfast and um I I mean I I'd never heard of it it, ne- it had never ever crossed my path at all and um I mean when did we live there like 2010 or something? Yeah. It was, so it was only 2010, was three or 4 years ago. Only 2010 that I first first saw it and yeah, really, really liked it and watched it again and still really, really liked it um, perhaps liked it a bit more um, and I was really surprised at some of the vitriol um, it was kind of like reading reading some reviews that are just fr- fr- from the offset you, they're kind of making it very clear that this is going to be a bad review so it was kind of interesting to read that and go, okay, this is a film I love what has this person got to say about it that's negative and you're kind of reading through it just going... I really don't. You're not actually making any sense. You're you're not actually making a decent point. I don't understand why you think it's a a bad film. People people slag off the special effects, but I I honestly have no problem with the special effects. I don't think it tries to do anything beyond its capabilities. Um, It's not as if there are moments of gore or moments where a monster just looks absolutely pathetic. You know, where like a monster is clearly a man in a costume or clearly a puppet or anything like that. Um, and I think the the messages are great, um, because obviously um, Davidge starts off as a kind of you know gun toting trigger happy asshole, and then by the end of it, it's you know the kind of resolved, and it has that kind of you know A meets B, and eventually they become friends. So um, and I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, this like I wouldn't like to generalize, but I'm. We kind of made the same comment when we were talking about *They Live*. I'm, I'm not sure if sci-fi, mainstream sci-fi anyway, still really kind of explores, um, those messages to the extent that they maybe did in the '80s. Um, but yeah, I absolutely yeah. love *Enemy Mine*.
3: I think it's great.
2: Yeah. I know what you
3: mean. Hollywood sci-fi now is is more about the, the ac- It is just all action. But
2: uh... yeah. <laughs> I think that that's what I meant like earlier when I was saying about the two sort of ideas pushing against each other. Cause like obviously it's based on that novella called Enemy Mine, yeah. and like I haven't read it myself, but from what I've heard, it's comp- like it's not completely different. Obviously, it's the same story, but like there's like big aspects have changed in it. Yeah, like, the whole ending's different apparently. Right, but I think like what happened, and I suppose it's to do with the setup as well of the whole thing. Like uh, when it, like I suppose we should discuss this now because the whole starting point, like when it was originally put into production it uh, was a different director what was he called Richard Longcrane, famous for the likes of Wimbledon um, so
0: yeah but I don't <laughs> that know that kind I, of
2: Kirsten Dunst romantic on the yeah, comedy. Yeah, that so, one really yeah, um, I think he did Richard III as well but I've never seen it Right, but I do know he did Wimbledon <laughs> My God. but I don't know if that says a lot about him maybe he <laughs> did have a but then the other guy Wolfgang didn't really have a never ending story what else did he do actually? He did well Das Boot Das, das Boot, which is oh, yeah, yeah, he but he's it. also responsible for Troy, which That's is right, a hideous film. Yeah. But um but anyway, so like whenever this was first put into production, I think they had a budget of like seventeen million or something. And then I think this was far, far exceeded far already with the first mm. director. And then yeah. they had creative differences with him. So it just sounds like he got pissed off with the studio and what the studio wanted to do because like the novella is like a serious story about two creatures that you know start off with conflict and then begin to understand each other and like because they've taught, been taught different things by different backgrounds different cultures whereas the studio i think and this is what we mentioned earlier uh probably wanted something based on the back of star wars or whatever and wanted this whole big we want like an alien space fights you know we're going to make something like that and that was probably what the creative differences were so they fell out with him and then they got wolfgang on board And I think that explains, there's a massive tangent in the film, if you guys noticed that at all, at the the end. And I think that explains what happened with the studio and everything, like, you know, they just sort of, they went against this idea of, you know, a sort of intelligent story and wanted to fit as much action in as possible. Do you
1: mean the bit when Zamas gets... Kidnapped by the Miner?
2: yeah. Mining corp, the mining, yeah. But did you hear? Like, I don't know if you guys, when you were researching this, did you hear about the, you know, the guy Barry Longyear that wrote the novella? Mm-hmm. Um, there was no novella. He claims that uh, the mine or the miners were only thrown in because the studio or the, the studio execs thought the general public was too stupid <laughs> yeah. to get "Enemy Mine" as a title. Yeah, so yeah. Sort of in an literal "Enemy Mine," yeah, yeah.
0: That, that, I read that. Like, I
3: thought I was. Bizarre. And also, also why didn't they throw in, like, <laughs> if, they, if they think, like, we need to put something in here that's going to explain the title, why go for a full fucking mining operation? Why not go for, like, <laughs> a mine, like a, a an explosive mine? Yeah. That would, yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be a lot simpler, wouldn't it? And mm. it would add, add a similar level of drama. But actually, that said, the whole mine, mine thing did, manage they did manage to carry that off with the narrative in, in a way like it, I don't think it was unnecessarily added on I, I don't mm-hmm. think it, 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 it maybe yeah okay it, it extrapolated the story to an odd sort of direction but it, I think it said a little bit it, it sort of managed to shed a little bit more of a light on the relationship between the Drax and the humans and yeah. the, the exploitative nature of, of yeah. the war that's going on you know yeah. the, uh, the Drax are maybe are fighting a war of oppression and uh, are fighting a resistance and uh, the humans are just trying to colonise. Yeah,
1: because that is explained at the start. Um, at the start of the film, the narrator says, he kind of explains what's going on and it is essentially that <laughs> somehow... <laughs> somehow all the countries in the world have put aside their differences and united and they're all fine.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. That's
1: because they're united in nature, doesn't <laughs> it? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well that's the one your way
3: you're united against a yeah. A common, uh, anyway.
1: uh, and so then they humans start to expand out and they get all these planets with resources, but then the Drax they are there and the phrase they use is that the Drax um, claim squatters' rights yeah. on certain planets. Basically, they were there. Yeah, so basically, they were there, <laughs> yeah, so they, they were there yeah. first. Yeah. But so from the very offset, the the humans are painted as kind of militaristic, resourceful. They have infrastructure. They have weapons. Um, and then, but the Drax are kind of painted as you know, well, they're squatters and they're also they're also enslaved for uh, you know by humans. So from, from the very offset, there's a kind of you can see that. They're kind of painting out humans to be more kind of like colonizers, and then the um, Drax are kind of you know um, more uh, maybe a bit more humble, but more kind of trodden upon. And you do see that whenever Jerry and Davidge first meet, because um, when when we're introduced to Davidge, he you know he's the one who unnecessarily chases after. Jerry to shoot him down out of revenge yeah. ends up killing his mate and then he's the one who sees where the, where Jerry's ship is and specifically travels quite a distance just mm. to kill this person just out of revenge essentially so from the very offset I think the, the, the humans are, are painted
0: in a negative light
2: yeah definitely yeah, yeah. yeah they are um, I, I was going like, to mention like I don't want to get like you know overly really sort of uh, uh like modern about this, but like I can't help but feel that like it kind of evokes like what's happening with Israel and Palestine at the yeah, I was thinking, about been been thinking about that, thinking about that as <laughs> well. of yeah, yeah. sort of ideas, but I, I was kind of reading this the other day because um, I've been trying to learn about the formation of Israel just because it's the, the news is dominated by all this stuff. But like whenever the Peel Commission was uh, first set up, you know, to sort of discuss the founding of Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, um, I can't remember the name of the historian, but it was like a famous, well-respected. Uh, Jewish, Israel, well, not Israeli at the time, but uh Jewish historian and basically said um, can you come up with evidence that uh, or do you have evidence that says Jewish people have been settled in what we consider to be Israel since like, I don't know, it was like 12 AD or something like that, or maybe before yeah. and he said, he basically said like, uh, to prove something like that I'll need at least 10 years of research uh, you know, like you have to give me time, I have to look into it and the guy went, well you've got two weeks Fucking. <laughs> and then he said, uh, "You've got two weeks, and then once you've come, basically, come up with your conclusion, and then you'll have ten years to prove it, or whatever." So uh, that was based on the, the whole formation yeah. of Israel. But that kind of reminds me of what you were saying about you know the start of the film, whenever the Drax were like, claiming squatters' rights. You know, like depends what way you look at it. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but would the humans say, "Well, we were there first, and they like we had our eyes on it first and then they just happen to come along, or yeah. Like, how far do you go back? I exactly. And I think doesn't doesn't David say that he doesn't even know what a drac looks like?
3: Yeah. yeah. Until he yeah.
4: meets
1: Jerry, he doesn't know what a drac looks like. Hmm. They've just been they've just been brought up to to hate these people, and you know they they don't even know why they hate them. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and and it to it completely made me think of of what's currently going on in in uh, in uh, Gaza hmm. because. Yeah, I mean, like we're not going to get drawn in, drawn into talking about the, the, okay. the yeah, <laughs> like, okay. Palestine conflict, but it, it really made me think about it, like yeah. very
3: easily uh, get carried away in that. Um, yeah. I've been getting carried away in conversations that all week. But, uh, um, I know. But um, I I thought actually it was um, it was also to add add to the case that the humans come up very badly is that uh, the sort of cultural and spiritual sort of guidance of uh, or spiritual sort of basis of the drac culture is obviously very deep and held very dear and like not that I'm into spiritualism at all but uh, obviously they have they're given a a sort of depth of of character you know through through this very meditative um, this meditative uh, Jerry um, but um, when it comes comes to uh, humans then all they all they really actually have to <laughs> represent them is Mickey Mouse um, mm-hmm. It's the only only sort of Cultural philosopher that gets a, any sort of uh, credence is is Mickey Mouse, you know, and that um, I, I quite like that. Though I like that as well. I thought I thought it was, it was quite yeah. it was funny on like a <laughs> funny on like a base level, and then it was also um, I think it said a lot about the yeah, just the way that human culture had been going up mm-hmm. until the eighties, and obviously it was then yeah taken. You know, he um, imagined it would be taken from it, You know, it's, it's, it's all all commercial, all corporate, all. I
1: suppose so, because like he 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 never he never once mentions Jesus Christ, yeah. no, or any
3: like, any, it's any it's other thinker or philosopher or anything. It's, yeah, it's Mickey just, Mouse. Just Mickey Mouse. What's that?
1: the phrase? Is that like if you if you fail or if at first you be, don't succeed, try uh, and try, try, try again? again. Uh-huh. And, he, and, and he attributes that to Mickey Mouse. And the first yeah. time I th- I saw it, I went, "Did Mickey Mouse say that?" It could have been in he a Mickey Mouse cartoon or something. Some yeah. Cartoon yeah. Or like is cartoon? that. I don't yeah. think it's specifically him oh okay no. well, yeah, like I, was, it's... I was thinking is that where that expression comes from like a, a fucking <laughs> Disney cartoon
3: but, it um, might do it might do but um, I th- there's another really really funny bit where he what, what is the drag uh, sort of spiritual uh, well
1: I've got a clip of um, Jerry talking okay. about it and the whole Mickey Mouse thing so I suppose we could listen to
3: that yes actually <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to talk about so yeah play that instead it, it better you playing it than me trying to impersonate Jerry
2: Get some beer and gargle it Yeah,
3: Yeah,
1: okay, sure We'll uh, play that (laughs) Yeah, okay, let's have a listen
4: You know the old saying If at first you don't succeed Try, try again Dawish You learned this from Great drak Teacher Chisma No, from Mickey Mouse Mickey Mouse Mickey Moss is this great Ekman teacher. Yeah,
3: sort of. Well, um, yeah, that uh, Chisma is the teacher I was talking about. Uh, But that's not even the the clip I was talking about. There's a later clip where, um, well, there's a bit, I think you have another clip in, where um, uh, Davich is trying to to learn uh, the teachings of Chisma. And he gets frustrated, and he, he says, "Chisma, he, I don't know. He sort of completely disparages Chisma, and, and uh, yeah, and uh, Jerry gets really offended, and they have a big fight. And then later on, then there's a moment of, of sort of bonding where uh, Davidge says, "I'm really sorry, I I sort of slagged off Chisma, and uh, and Jerry's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry." <laughs> made fun of Mickey Mouse <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and with the way it's, way it's delivered very step it, I think he yeah. says at one <laughs> point like
2: well before that like it goes well yeah Mickey Mouse is a big stupid dope or something <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right but, um, yeah yeah but uh, like I think it's, apparently uh, that scene like had to be shot quite a few times was I was reading about this yeah um, did you guys um, yeah. I don't yeah. know? I, don't no. know. I did Dennis Quaid apparently kept finding this like absolutely hilarious correct <laughs> right. yeah. kept like laughing out really loud <laughs> but obviously the scene kind of called for him to like sort of like snigger and like <laughs> Sort of quietly, like walk away with like you know burst <laughs> yeah, into laughter, because yeah. I suppose it is. I actually, that's one of the scenes I really enjoyed, I just because it kind of shows a bit of like they are kind of friends, and he doesn't yeah. want to insult him by like laughing in his face. Yeah, so he yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. walks away, and it sort of just you know the whole thing subsides. <laughs> yeah,
1: but there is also kind of an element of he's he's not being very nice to Jerry because he is. He's kind of making fun of him by allowing Jerry to believe that, yeah. that Mickey Mouse is a really respected philosopher or even deity. Like Jerry might think he's a he's a, he's a he's a he's a he's a god or something because whenever he says Mickey Mouse, and as we heard in the clip there, and then Jerry says Mickey Mouse would, or you know Mickey Mouse, and then he goes Mickey Mouse. And I was all right, he doesn't fucking speak English, so you know. It's, no, he doesn't know what Mickey Mouse is. Chill uh, out. Why
2: does Jerry though put all the effort into the language? I know this yeah, is yeah. one of the things I was yeah. wondering. Yeah. Is, is is Jerry
1: just better at? Is, is he smarter and more able to learn the to learn English, or is it because the film was made for an English audience, so that yeah. makes it easier? Yeah, or probably. And uh, the third reason is it because it's kind of, um, you know. English is the lingua franca of the world mm. and is it you know like True. if 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 you're kind of colonising if like you know English speaking countries are colonising a place they force them to speak English is, is it that is it kind of subtly yeah, kind is. of saying
0: yeah.
1: in a situation like that it, English will dominate and, and because it, you know say you have like a like a house full of um, with like an Italian guy a Spanish guy a French guy and a German guy they'll probably communicate in English because English is the world's yeah. lingua franca mm. so is, is it that or am i kind of
2: reading too much into it no I, I don't think you are um but there there's another reason as well but i don't know if this was like it seems like it was tacked on in the script like because later on he says oh i want to learn more um of, of your language and he says oh it's not for you yeah so that maybe be, like, yeah, too yeah. sacred or something yeah, yeah no, probably but that seems sure. like it's tacked on that, that, the was, that was that was quite
3: I'd started to wonder before then like why are they only speaking English, and why are they only or, learning about?
2: Are you going to say that's the, part of the no, y thing? No, Jerry actually
1: clarifies it. I think it's. Oh. I think it's in. It's just before he mentions the, the Mickey Mouse thing. It's. Um, he says it's not for you, and then Jerry or Davidge says, so it's not good enough for humans and he says no it's good enough for humans it's not good enough for you yeah. because you slagged yeah. off that's right yeah yeah that's right. and then and then that's when then Dabbage says yeah well you slagged yeah. off Mickey Mouse and yeah, then yeah. Jerry gets apologetic <laughs> yeah, and yeah. says I'm sorry that I slagged <laughs> off Mickey Mouse <laughs> <laughs> well, I suspect
2: you're probably right with the first one that it's because it's like people that are going to say it are obviously going to want to see a film spoken in English yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the it'd be interesting but, if, so.
3: if they did make a film in an alien language although I, I wouldn't go to see it no I couldn't be bothered with that but um, but it does
1: intentionally or otherwise it does it does make Jerry seem the more intelligent person
2: yeah
1: because he's respecting Davidge's you know stuff about Mickey Mouse and he's also taking the time out to learn English and Davidge actually chastises him for that he's he's sitting there learning English and learning his language so he can communicate with him and Davidge (laughs) says you know oh while well, you're doing while well, you're doing nothing, I'm busy trying to work, trying to get away <laughs> off this planet, and he's like, "Yeah, you're 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 not going to find a way off this planet, so yeah. yeah, you don't really have a right to slag off." I know, Jerry and also,
3: him. also to begin with, Jerry was the hostage taker. Jerry was the guy in control. He was the one with the gun. He was the one yeah. who was in control of the situation, and then it just it turns to damage then became the sort of domineering force and, uh, yeah
1: because um, Jeremy has the heart to cut his ties because there's a meteor shower yeah exactly which uh, he didn't
3: have to do no no not at all because um, David had come to kill him yeah before
2: that so um, yeah that's uh, like I suppose this like maybe pulls it back a bit as well but it's the same sort of thing like even that sort of fight at the start like whenever there's hunting down the spaceships mm-hmm. like um, I think it not it like there's sort of four or five drag ships appear yeah and then they're all right, like let's go get them and then they chase them all and pretty much like obliterate them, apart mm. from one who like manages to kill one of their things. And they're like, "Oh, you can't do that." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're only like you know they, this only works one way, and yeah. that kind of sets Davidge off and the, the whole rage like Bender and yeah. I suppose that's sort
3: of the psych- psychology of war to begin with, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean that
1: that really reminded me of the Israel Palestine thing oh. because it's like <laughs> oh, yeah. you know fifteen thousand. Palestinian civilians have been killed, and Israelis think that that's grand. And as soon as as soon as one Israeli soldier is killed, then it's like, oh my god, I can't believe they've killed one of our soldiers. Oh my god, how dare yeah. they? I mean, I remember there was there was like a headline on one of the BBC News Twenty Four kind of you know the ruling headlines at the bottom, and one of the one of the news stories was um, Israeli soldier um, falls and twists ankle. <laughs> and you're just like, right.
2: Yeah, I suppose they got that paltry. Uh, they fire those paltry rockets into uh, Israel, though, that don't do anything. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they've got this like massive uh, defense system. Yeah. that the US have paid for as well, which can pretty much target these things as soon as they're set off and just obliterate them. Yeah. So, so as soon as they fire but, their like RPG, but over the if wall. the white out like maybe ten kids, it will stop those from coming in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Yeah. Also, actually, we're not going to get bogged down in this,
3: yeah, I'm <laughs> sure, yeah, I was going, to, I was going to start going on about Israeli intelligence, but I'll not, <laughs> like, like military intelligence, not, not like, high intelligence of the Israelis, but I'll not... But uh, before I,
2: like, before we get too bogged down in this, as well, like, I find it interesting that the Israeli government actually has internet warriors as well, have you heard about this? Yeah, so yeah. Just in case they discover this podcast, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shame <laughs> on you, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs>
1: I know, like whenever we're doing the, whenever I'm kind of doing the, the, doing the uh, Twitter feed, I I always try and not do anything political, try and keep it politically neutral. But um, yeah, oh uh, yeah, the Palestine thing has really got me down this week. It was yeah. good. To, it, was, it was good to yeah. have enemy mind to cheer me
2: up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take your mind off things. <laughs> when things get too hard, go to Dennis Quaid. Um, but there was a point as well, like I think like you were talking about it earlier when he's criticizing Jerry for like his uh, ability to speak English. At one point he says like, you know, speaker the English. Like, yeah, a, like, really racist. Of, yeah, yeah, like kinda yeah, yeah. yeah, that sort of xenophobic kind of slur on language. Like I think is that's supposed to be like making fun of like Mexicans. It is, isn't or it? Something. yeah, um, which I thought was interesting as well when supposedly humanity is united. <laughs> know, yeah, yeah, but
1: America still has reason to be racist against Mexican people. <laughs> 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 oh God! What a fucking and then, world. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like we were kind of talking about the book there, and um, I actually print printed off a bit of the kind of opening. Yeah, <laughs> we're sitting in the dark actually here because the oh, sun's gone oh. down, but. Um, no, it's it's actually not that that long. So I'll I'll maybe read a bit of it and see. This is just kind of the 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 opening of the book. And it, interestingly, um, the book has him calling calling uh, Davidge Erkman which which I'm assuming is
3: Earthman. He, he yeah he does it in that you played there because he says it
1: in the films as well. Yeah, and that that I mean, looking looking at the language and listening to the language, it looks a bit like Dutch. Mm-hmm. I think.
2: I like know in um, the film, apparently, the language was Russian spoken backwards. Yeah. That's yes, what I heard good that.
1: Um, yeah. So, the, the the opening is... Um, the dragon, three fingers hands flexed. and the thing's yellow eyes, I could read the desire to have those fingers around either a weapon or my throat. As I flexed my own fingers, I knew it read the same in my eyes. Erkman, the thing spat. You piece of Drax slime. I brought my hands up in front of my chest and waved the thing on. Come on, Drac, come and get it. Irkman va, korum su. And I think he does that as well, like, that mm-hmm. korum su thing. Are you going to talk or fight? Come on. I could feel the spray from the sea behind me, a boiling madhouse of white-capped breakers that threatened to swallow me as it had my fighter. I had ridden my ship in... The Drak had ejected me. The Drak had ejected when some Fighter had caught one in the upper atmosphere, but not before crippling my power plant. I was exhausted from swimming to the grey rocky beach and pulling myself to safety. Behind the Drak, among the rocks on the otherwise barren hill, I could see its ejection capsule. Far above us, its people and mine were still at it, slugging out the possession of an uninhabited corner of nowhere. The drak just stood there and I went over the phrase taught us in training, a phrase calculated to drive any drak into frenzy. Kizya Kizda you Shizumat, meaning Shizumat, the most revered Drac philosopher, eats kiz or excrement—something on the level of stuffing a Muslim full of pork. Uh, the Drac opened his mouth in horror, then closed the ang- Anger literally changed its color from red to yellow, to reddish brown. Erkman, ya yeah, stupid Mickey Mouse is. So, yeah, 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 there's there's a decent amount kind of taken from from the novel, and that's the opening. That's that's the opening few paragraphs. So for some reason, the the drac already knows to slag off Mickey Mouse. Right, yeah.
3: Which is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, what does that say about culture, about human culture in the yeah. future? That drac culture is uh, is based on like teaching of wisdom, and, and uh, human culture is personified by corporation yeah by mickey
2: Mouse, yeah Yeah. well there was like you probably you might know more about the same like did you ever study adorno or anything like his sort of theories i did i did when i was studying german but i I don't don't rely on me to yeah because i had like i don't want to like sort of generalize it too much or get it wrong but i think he pretty much sort of came to the theory that there's there's a culture industry which is obviously propagated by capital and you're sold um yeah. culture essentially. But he the hated the Beatles. Yeah, he like he hated popular music in sure. general, didn't he? Um mm-hmm. but uh yeah, but he sort of essentially said that it's kind of replaced religion for a lot of people but I suppose like sort of follows on from like Nietzsche, like kind of like religion's dead and
4: yeah. we we'll have
2: to replace it with some other value. And but that's sold to you by you know you you buy into it now. So Mickey Mouse is kind of a good analogy to all that. Like you know you yeah. you learn your moral values from TV or whatever or adverts. You know, yeah, that's that's what you you buy into. That's how you live now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe Mickey Mouse is a good like, analogy for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I think I think
3: so. I, I think it works really, really well actually yeah. um, on a lot of levels. Um,
1: yeah, maybe it's uh, not just the kind of. Um, it,
3: Actually, it actually, also reminded me of, uh, in a weird way, a Full Metal Jacket, um, Yeah, where uh, there's a bit where they're... M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sing it to myself when I'm bored all the time, when I'm walking to work. <laughs> I'm marching to work. But um, yeah, it, like that, Yeah, <laughs> stepping to work to Mickey Mouse. Um <laughs> they don't. They don't come near me. Randy spot. Well, um, well, Disney was a big, a big anti-Semite, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, I think he might have, might have, possibly. Underhandedly donated money to the Nazis as well. It's Potentially, like shall we say, like allegedly? Allegedly, allegedly. No. <laughs> no, because
1: because you can't
2: label the dead. I know he. Oh, I suppose. He can label the estates though. <laughs> <laughs> can you label estates? I don't know.
3: I think you can label the Disney corporation. I know he was I a did.
2: union buster. He was definitely a union buster. Was was he was a, yeah, union he was buster, a massive yeah. union buster, and he was a mobster. Maybe he
3: didn't fund. No, maybe he didn't fund the mob. Nazi funded mob. The mob. Maybe or he was funded by the mob. Allegedly, according to something I read, which made you can't not libel the death, <laughs> but you can libel the fucking Disney Corporation who are richer than all of us put together. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna come after the One Stay Dead podcast. I'm not gonna get another podcast. I know, but ima- imagine the publicity if the Disney Corporation came after us. Well, what's well, nope. gonna be the fucking Israeli government first? <laughs> yeah, 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 we would We would double
1: our 97 followers on Twitter overnight. Yeah. Operation Protective Edge is going <laughs> to
2: yeah. claim another three victims, I think. More, more scared of the Mossad than I am Disney, but
3: that's only because Mossad haven't made any good movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
1: so that's kind of... I mean, um, you were saying there, actually, about the monsters in the crater. I kind of wanted to talk yeah. about them, because they're one of my oh, favourite yeah. things. Yeah, they were cool. That, it. the, the We... Thing that initially comes out and kind of looks around. That is far for me. That is far more terrifying than the the big monster looking below. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're definitely. kind of you're, yeah. you're 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 falling down this crate and you, crater and you and you can't get back up. And then all of a sudden, this really thin kind of it almost, it's almost like a kind of um, snake charmer's rope. Yeah, yeah, Just pops out of the sand and checks you out. And then mm-hmm. and then the big massive thing comes in. And I think that's actually quite terrifying. And it's obviously we're talking about um, kind of enemy mine coming off, off the back of, of uh, Star Wars and it's obviously supposed to be, it's obviously being yeah, influenced by the, by the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, it's, yeah, a yeah. not like yeah, it's, it's a rip-off isn't it? Yeah, it's a rip-off the Sarlacc pit, isn't it? Um, except it, I don't know, the Sarlacc pit like slowly digests you over 100 years or something, whereas that thing just obviously just eats you.
2: <laughs> I always like wondered about that though, like would you surely be dead after the first like... I think yeah, it, yeah. I think it keeps you alive. Does pot? It? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever asked that question. I, I, I've I've asked I've asked Star
1: Warsy people, and it kind of keeps you alive in order that it can slowly,
2: you know, because it, so it probably wouldn't hurt that much. Then I I imagine I don't know
1: because I because I know in in Jedi, but Boba Fett falls into the Sarnak pit, but in the books he escapes out, and I think he's all kind of disfigured and his his armor's all wrecked because he's because it's not
3: take forever it wrecked his armor.
2: It's, <laughs> it's not like getting like a, I don't know. Like sort of skin cleanse, skin what? <laughs> like cleanse, <laughs> like with a stone or something. Yeah, because if it takes that long, it would have to take forever. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, would, so you good. would
3: <laughs> essentially rot over a hundred years anyway. Like, yeah. you, you, in a hundred years, people naturally die yeah. and decay. Joe's a anyway, the sarlacc. Then, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, fuck <laughs> you. I I don't, I don't, I don't live that long. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but I suppose, I mean, the. the I can't believe we're, we're talking about Star Wars now more than any of mind. but the only reason we know what the Sarlacc pit does is because a character in Return of the Jedi tells us, but no no one could know what the Sarlacc pit does because if you're in the position where you do find out what the Sarlacc pit does to you, you're dead. yeah. But anyway... So you can't really go with that thing. Well, <laughs> yeah. I just got out. Digest you <laughs> for 100 years. I, I was just digested over 300 years by the Sarlacc pit. Um, so, yeah so that thing in the crater is obviously supposed to be um, that and I think it's terrifying whenever they're they're in their nice wee warm tent with the um, with the fire lit and they're obviously you know sleeping and they're comfortable and then you realise that their tent is on top of one of the bloody craters Mm. yeah and that thing is just going to come and get them exactly and it's strangling Jerry to the point that he can't make a noise to wake Davidge up yeah yeah oh my god
3: (laughs) I know yeah (laughs) wake up (laughs) Davidge. (laughs) <laughs> Stupid damage. Uh, I know. Yeah, that, that nice, wee paradise moment. They're getting on just great, and you know, you just know they're getting on too well. Something, yeah. something terrible is going to happen, but you don't see it. it comes from but, below. Um, so, talk
2: about some potential problems with the film as yeah. well. Like, there's a lot. I, I think there is quite a few. Like, just it just doesn't make any sense. Um, this will be
1: interesting because I,
2: I don't think there's an awful lot with the film, but, you'd be, right. but you will maybe enlighten me. Well, maybe it's the start the, of the whole thing. It was just when I was watching it back, and I think it. this is also things get referenced and maybe reviews that you were reading that kind of slag it off as well. Um, I think there's problems with the narrative, but there's no problems with the acting, which I think a, like a lot of the negative reviews I came across all praise the acting, because like, yeah. I don't, I, I think it's actually two really good performances. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, Very solid yeah, you can't, like Because you do actually kind of feel... Like there's a proper relationship yeah, there and you buy it. into it the only acting
3: problems are like the sort of big characters towards the end in the mind you oh god they, yeah uh, that's uh, really like weird uh, <laughs> to- token <laughs> evil yeah, yeah. yeah
2: but um well I suppose even the start of the film like um like Dennis Quaid's sort of insane uh bloodlust like just gets greeted with uh I'll not kill this guy who blatantly wants to murder me um uh, to the point mm. where he obviously ties him up or whatever and then there's the bit where I think he's tied him up, and then the meteor shower happens, or whatever is that when they go for shelter, and then they fall asleep, yeah, very quickly yes. and just happens to fall asleep beside him, and then he sort of steals his knife and then goes after his stuff and everything, yeah and you're like how oh, you can't trust this guy he's like he's just <laughs> yeah. tried to kill you, <laughs> yeah, like he's he set a whole lake on fire <laughs> in, order, <laughs> yeah. in order to get you <laughs> yeah. but, but
1: but 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 there but there's that piece that Davidge translates. From the, I mean, like we say it's a Bible, but we don't actually know that it's anything other than a work of philosophy. Because mm. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think at any point Jerry attributes any kind of supernatural or
3: no, it's not properties it pray or anything like that. It's, um, it's, 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 it's a teacher. It's, it's just a teacher,
1: isn't it? But yeah. but the the line is basically, and David points this out. We we know it from Christianity. It's if someone is being a dick to you, you love them in return in hope that the two of you will find peace and happiness. Yeah, like, and really, because like, Jerry yeah. believes that so much, hmm. maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he hasn't killed Davidge, because he properly believes in this philosophy.
2: Yeah. It could be, um, I guess. Um but like I don't know. There's just like there's some things about it seem strange, like the whole like the whole meteor shower thing, that hut. There's no way that would stop <laughs> like, I I yeah. like, yeah. even if he bangs it off his head and, and <laughs> says this is really strong. It's not I know. And I do like the fact that like what you were saying earlier Paul like you kind of like by, uh, it sort of support that idea of evolution it's nice that there's a story arc involving that mm-hmm. but even still like It does look rickety as fuck. That, it's grand <laughs> it like if it's that's fun. one little creature that yeah, kind of, like, yeah, you can yeah. bounce off the thing but these things are like they're all yeah, yeah as and they—they they're don't really have anything <laughs> to cement them or tie them on.
3: Or yeah, carefully so, placed them. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I mean, the the
1: first shelter Davidge build is an absolute disaster; it falls over on its own. Yeah. So <laughs> why why are we led to believe that Eagle that builder? Yeah, that the other one would work, especially when the latter half of the film, when it's just Davidge and, and Zavis they're 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 held up in a fucking cave.
0: Yeah,
3: which actually. The, so the, there the, are caves about that they could have
1: been yeah, about have. two minutes away from. Like they they run yeah.
3: away from the monster for about two minutes, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, brilliant." Yeah, that's that's <laughs> of,
2: like why stay in the open? Like why go yeah. in this really open territory? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. hope that turtle shells will <laughs> will be enough, <laughs> which they don't know exist yet either. Like other time, like when they've gone out there. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's yeah, a, let's go to
3: the forest for cover, which um, is I mean like a little dead dead. Things of wood, but, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and which actually fall, aren't even rooted, they just fall over whenever mm. that, that creature comes, or maybe the creature <laughs> is destroying your roots from underneath to kill them. But, um, maybe, yeah, um, but there's another <laughs> bit I didn't
2: like, but simultaneously, I did like it as well. It's the, to do with uh, what Jerry's uh, gender, the fact that he doesn't yes. have one. I, I like the fact that he doesn't have a gender. And I like and, him. But because of like I think that you know raises a lot of nice sort of things to think about like you know but go on about that forever I think but there's one point where he says um, or sorry David says to him like because he's gone into like birthing pangs or whatever and says like you know all women or whatever like getting nervous and he's like I'm not a woman
0: yeah but I kind of thought yeah. that
2: maybe like I don't think they thought about it from the point of view where. Uh, it's because he's genderless. I think the script was maybe written from the point of view as like I'm like I'm not like a woman. I don't get nervous like women. Yeah, if you know which what I mean. which is
3: why why would he be sensitive about yeah, about the idea of women because there couldn't be anything ingrained about him exactly in him about yeah. about another gender.
2: So I think that um, was thrown into the script rather than yeah. there was yeah thought about.
3: I like I like the idea of gender. I like the way the idea of gender was treated. Um, I um, I thought it maybe said a lot about the. Maybe why about the philosophy that we were talking about that maybe prevented Jerry from killing um, Davidge, um or the, about the track in general, but um if if the they're one gender and they can get pregnant at any time and reproduce at any time, um then maybe that's prevented them from having a sort of warrior culture. They they don't have, uh, maybe they don't have oh like a warrior class, you know, a warrior yeah. mentality where they'll go out and they'll, you know, they, they get into the the psychology of war where, you know, Davidge wants to kill, 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 kill until, you know, somebody stops him. But, uh, maybe that doesn't exist for Jerry, you know, it's maybe,
4: maybe he's yeah. not even
3: been, maybe the Drac aren't used to being preyed upon. You know, they, they don't have the sort of I mean, if somebody was about to kill you, you'd probably quite naturally think, well, I'll have to kill them first, mm-hmm. because that's maybe that's sort of ingrained in human instincts, but would it be ingrained in drac instincts if they aren't... Um, maybe. Aren't, um, yeah, if, they, they, don't have, if they're not, they don't have any natural prey, you know, or natural predators.
1: Yeah, when we were, when we were doing Cannibal Holocaust uh, last time, you said, I think, maybe that the y- Yanamamo tribe... The average life of a of a, yeah. a of a male is really low because yeah, and fifty percent chance that a male or will die in a yeah. in a, I don't in know, a battle I or something. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, yeah,
3: there's like a fifty percent chance that a male will die of a violent death anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the
1: the point remains, and we see it in, in our culture whereby um, uh, men, on average, are still paid more than women. Mm-hmm and you know uh, historically men have been sent to war and you know women have been kind of forced to stay home and you know look after yeah. kids so men have because they don't get pregnant and because of the you know kind of um, kind of chauvinistic way that our society is now has has been organized men men have had the freedom to become philosophers or musicians or warriors and soldiers and fighters because they don't have to worry about being pregnant. But if you're a drac and just th- you can be a virgin your entire life, but at some point you will be pregnant and have a kid and have to go through that whole thing, yeah. then that completely limits your ability to be a warrior because there's no point in training for a war if as soon as the war
2: breaks out, you're fucking pregnant. Well, yeah. I think that raises uh, another interesting question as well when you talk about them being virgins. Like that's another cultural concept, and like whether they actually have sex at all, it's like whether that's a thing in that sort of yeah. society, like because they might do it for pleasure. Well, they could, but we don't know if they have but genitals. Why, why, right, like why, actually, why? when we were
3: talking about the idea of evolution earlier, like they they wouldn't have sexual pleasure if they're completely like yeah, yeah because they wouldn't, would have, be, they wouldn't no, have no reason to have sexual pleasure like yeah. the, the, the yeah. the only, only evolutionary speaking there and, would yeah, be no need but for but evolution does they shouldn't exist either because there's there there'd be a genetic a genetic dead end like the um their genes just wouldn't wouldn't better. I mean the reason that you seek another partner, the reason we're not asexual is that we need to seek other genes to combine with to uh, you know to better or something the better. Well, I don't. Maybe not. Maybe on whatever planet they. It came from the, but that, like, that wasn't a necessity. I can't imagine why that wouldn't be a necessity. Yeah, to seek a seek something that's better adapt, adapted adapted to, to climate. But um, on Earth, you, anything as, asexual wouldn't be able to survive at all. Like there's, but there's, but there's bound to be an animal. I mean, I mean there are. Well, there I'm, are. I'm
1: going on. I'm going on. Fucking drastic. No, Park there there are but, asexual but you animals?
3: Like, definitely, but. But the reason that we don't know much about them is because they can't grow to anything that could possibly build a, build a spaceship or, uh, or I know a we'll, house or, or a, I know it, a cup or anything. You know, the, I know in Jurassic
1: Park, he mentions the frog. Yeah, because yeah. he kind of says to them, "You're not worried about the animals getting out of control," and then they yeah, but so that's
3: the they they yeah he's saying like
1: some toads are known to yeah. change sex and oh no actually it's, it's not that they're asexual it's that they, they, they can change they can gender, gender. Yeah, yeah yeah which
3: is is, is actually another yeah. step along the I mean we're, we're getting bogged on in, in like in evolution here but um I think maybe that is a hole in the, the plot line is that um it seems to be evolutionary even if evolutionarily impossible for that to um that's or, really interesting to occur mm-hmm. because well, they need yeah. they need genes they've just become it's, it's a reason that um, I suppose that, that I suppose incest is, is always being frowned upon by, by every single culture um, because, Be, because it, well, uh, because, it is, because it actually genetic, has like a physical yeah, like and, and genetic mutations and yeah. all sorts of horrible horrible outcomes but.
2: But, suppose then, like the, but the good thing about sci-fi is that maybe the possibility remains that there is a well, species true. Out yeah there, true right? who knows what kind of just, climate there yeah it's know. just open to like you, like it's science fiction that know? is true <laughs> yeah that's true yeah um, but, uh, but I was gonna say as well like if, if that is the case and you could have a species like that and um, there is no reason for them to have sex it's, a, it's an interesting sort of theory as well because sex does become a form of well it's used as part of patriarchy anyway like yeah that. yeah. I find like there's correct ways to do this sort of thing or this activity and yeah. it's been used over the years because I was reading like something the other day I was um it was on Reddit, actually, if you guys ever recall on that. It was, like, yeah. a, one of the history. So, Reddit, and someone had asked a question about prostitutes in sort of medieval periods. Yeah. And, like, what they would do if, you know, they got pregnant and things like that. But, um, like, like, not to go into that question, but apparently prostitutes in England anyway, legally, were only allowed to have sex in the mis- uh, missionary position. Mm-hmm. Um because the I, I don't know it was seen as like ungodly to have it in any other way. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so like that just uh, demonstrates a form of uh, patriarchy in sex and yeah, yeah. the cultural kind of stigmas of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a weird like there's a line yeah. in um Chinua Achebe's
1: um oh, uh, things fall apart. Where was Chinua Achebe from? Paul mm-hmm. can you remember is it Nigeria? Can- yeah, maybe
3: can- Nigeria, I can't remember. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure. being, um, being very Eurocentric. But some, somewhere in Africa that sounds horrible but yeah he, 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 he was an African author and Things Fall Apart is about um, kind of uh, uh, it It follows a um, an African tribe and then the novel ends with a uh, white missionaries arriving and basically fucking them all up and yeah. forcing them to, to convert to Christianity but there's a point where the kind of the protagonist he's a bit of an anti-hero he's a bit of a dick um, according to Western standards, anyway, <laughs> but he, he 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 makes a comment. Um, someone suggests something to him that he doesn't agree with, and he compares it to, um, the woman being on top of the man when you have sex. So for yeah. the, for that African tribe, the woman being on top of the man is just completely unheard of and completely ridiculous and almost offensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not an uncommon it's not an uncommon concept, I suppose.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's weird the way society can have, uh, you know, a, like an influence on people's private lives. You know, yeah. and What's seen as right and wrong, but I suppose like laws like that have always existed. I, I'm sure that they still do in the world where like things that go on in people's private lives are still outlawed. And you
1: yeah, know, well, there's there's massive problems with kind of anti-gay laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A... But but um, I also read that they're, that they are a, a product of, of uh, European. Um, Colonialism—that it was, it was
2: Europeans that brought homophobia to Africa.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's what there's History a massive Christianity and
2: true mm. I think, like as a parallel to um, Enemy Mine, anyway, like um, in terms of sci-fi. I don't know, Paul. Have you ever read the Forever War? At all?
3: Um,
2: Joe Haldeman. No,
3: I've read some other Joe Haldeman, but um,
2: I've read that is best novel, like yeah. by a mile. Like I, I urge anyone to read that if they can. But that that kind of gets brought up because it's about time travel and stuff and. He's like uh, <clears throat> like a soldier that goes to fight this war in space, and it's kind of yeah. similar to Enemy Actually, mind, yeah, no, it's part of the Peace end. and War trilogy, isn't it? Yeah, it's the yeah, first one. It. Yeah, a pretty, a first yeah, first yeah one. I have read it. Basically, he like travels through a wormhole to go fight these aliens. By the time he comes back to Earth, like 200 or 400 years has passed, but he's still you know, based in that culture that he came from, so it was written in the 60s or whatever. So he's like this massive uh, like, homophobe, essentially. But he comes back to Earth when the sort of population was like getting out of control so um, by the time he comes back there's this like worldwide government that has uh, outlawed uh, heterosexuality uh, at this yeah, point yeah, so otherwise. I think I've told you about this before yeah. but um, it's just interesting like because you know he comes back and is exposed and he's the pervert when he comes back because mm. yeah. he, he like wants to hook up with women and like people are going what, what are you doing you're disgusting <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but it's a really good book like um, yeah. so if anyone wants to read it they should Class. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, because we've we've had a bit of a discussion here
1: about this, and so it, it, it does show the extent to which there is a kind of deeper message behind Enemy Mine that you know there are kind of there are questions of sexuality and evolution and and um, gender and you know perhaps yeah a bit deeper than, than you might expect, and I just wonder, is it because we're getting old, or is is it actually the case that mainstream sci-fi now is 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 more superficial? Than They Live, or the original Total Recall, or Enemy Mine?
3: Yeah, I, I think so, but at the same time, I don't watch a lot of of c- contemporary sci-fi. Um, yeah, no me neither, which I, is why I, I, I would kind know. of... F- I, I, I can't even really think of any... <laughs>
2: see, I would, I would watch anything sci-fi that comes out now, I would just go and see What do you think? But I would say stuff like maybe it's it's like a decade ago now, but The Matrix and things like that I I think it's easy to look back on that and think, oh it's just another like CGI, you know, but I I think that had a big impact on me when I saw it but I was quite young when I saw it as well Yeah, the first one definitely Uh, had
3: a big impact on me and I was quite young but yeah, it, 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 it did have a a heavy basis in philosophy, definitely. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, we we discussed this during the They
1: Live podcast, where we kind of we were kind of saying um, the difference is that the with the Matrix, you you can do a kind of Lacanian reading of you know uh, culture and the real that you know life isn't. That your kind of culture teaches you to think life is something that perhaps isn't, mm. yeah. but that's all kind of implicit in the Matrix. Mm. Whereas in They Live, it's quite plainly, that's explicitly stated yeah. that this is the case. Yeah, um, and I just wonder: is there a difference, or you know, because it's 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 common for generations to look back and you know fondly on mm. their own things and to kind of chastise new things. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stop myself before I kind of do <laughs> say that. um that uh, modern sci-fi is is superficial, yeah. but I mean, I, like I remember you saying, like in the uh, in the Star Trek reboot, they
2: they had uh, uh, Budweiser. Yeah, that really pissed me off. Um, did, yeah. I mean,
1: that,
3: that's well, the 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 Star Trek re- the first Star Trek uh, sort of remake. Um, I thought was uh, I don't know. I I don't think that that was shallow at all. Actually, I, I thought they mm. they they raised raised a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I know you disagree with me, but I thought I thought they, they raised a lot of uh, sort of philosophical questions about about time and reality there that um, that was sort of yeah sort of like classic Star Trek you know that's what Star Trek did I, th- I thought it tied in quite nicely with that but um, yeah at the same time you I know you disagree with me.
2: Um, yeah the the only like no uh, i understand what you're saying i think like the the, the, i only disagree with it because there's it's not enough to you can't really work with it in that basis i don't know if star trek's really ever worked as a film i think it needs a series to kind of it does i mean yeah it needs a tiny little yeah a film tries the the patience of people I think, but like maybe that's the the reason behind the complaints behind enemy mine because it tries people's in yeah. a way, like you have to sit there and think about all these concepts that come up. Yeah, I mean, Star Trek was almost like a, an exercise in
3: in different thought experiments. You know, like yeah. maybe thought experiments weren't weren't the right the right term then, but I mean, like the basically what a lot of a lot of sci fi writers were doing then was like maybe distilling the the idea of a thought experiment into yeah.
2: something.
4: Well, there's there's a Star Trek
2: episode as well, which I thought's very... I Do not Do you guys... Well, I know, Ian, you don't really watch much of The Next Generation. You, did you, Paul? Yeah, yeah. you yeah, remember exactly. being on TV. Well, did you ever remember the episode with Darmok at all? It's it's the one with Captain Picard. Like, they greet this alien species. They can't talk to them because they have no idea what they're talking about. And the mm. universal translator thing just isn't working. Mm, and yeah, they're yeah. They're sort of, like, being card off without, like, somehow they're yeah, able to be behind yeah, yeah. the shields and they put them both on this planet Aye. and they're trying to communicate and, like, they still don't have a clue, but then eventually it kind of dawns on them that uh, they need to communicate because this creature is coming after them. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out that's the reason to put them on the planet because the only reason they can get them to, or the only way they can get them to communicate. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out that in the end, this alien species, uh, like, communicate through metaphor. So mm. everything they say is a metaphor. And Picard begins to pick this up after a while and begins to see because cause the universal trans, uh, later works to a degree because he's picking up obviously English words yeah uh, but he doesn't like it's not coming through you know in any sort of sense yeah. to him but then eventually he goes over, oh, this is all metaphors, so I need to use metaphors to communicate with them."
1: Picard's class, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> is class. I don't <laughs> even <laughs> like, Star- well, I like Star Trek. Not that I don't like Star but
3: Trek, but I do watch I love, Star Trek. I love original Star Trek and Next Generation. I never really had really any patience for much, much. Yeah, the rest <clears> of, of it, you like. can kind of Yeah, forget. But But Did you ever see the one that was banned? This is getting totally off, but very quickly. Did you ever see the one that was banned that uh, was banned because it uh, was... Um, it seemed to uh, sort of side with Irish republicanism yeah. they talked about like the Irish free state and it uh, had a, a sort of uh, an analogy that was like a resistance movement like
2: the Ra, basically. I have a feeling they yeah. said it was like 2014 or something. Yeah, it, yeah. Something yeah, they this yeah, year yeah it was something really, the really. In United it. Ireland happens. So we should expect a referendum before the end of the year? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I don't know. Uh, Peter I think, Robinson I think might it, get his mates from Israel. The impression <laughs> is, the impression I got was that it was by violent means, though. So. Um, All right. So uh, let's okay. let's hope it doesn't kick off. No, it's month anyway. Do we have <laughs> any more
2: uh, clips to utilize Because because I know there's more that we can talk about. Like for oh, yeah. stuff specifically. Yeah, well, uh, I've got uh, a decent
1: clip of um, Davidge talking to Zabis and kind of explaining to him why Zabis only has three fingers and Davidge has five, um, or else um, um, kind of Davidge translating from the the bible the kind of drac bible so or else (laughs) jerry starting to learn how to speak english jerry starting to learn how to speak english first
3: and then we'll get on to the other stuff
1: yeah you want want to listen to jerry rinsing it? aye let's do it I have food right
0: food
4: this is my left foot. this is my Right foot. And this... I um, both my feet. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. This is my head. That is your ugly head. No, no. This is my head. That is your head. You ugly head! <laughs> Ha uh-huh. ha! That is Dawid's ugly
3: hate. All right, that's enough. Now you keep that up and you can learn English all by yourself because I'm not going to be your teacher anymore. Sawy
4: Dawid.
2: Well, I think that's one of the best things about the film in general that that relationship between those two actors is the thing that you do you sort of subscribe to the most. I think that's the thing that makes you follow the film. Yeah, um, I, like I don't know, they just do it really well and build up. It's kind of a bit cheesy, but like you know, it's not really a complaint about it. Like you know, it's
3: yeah. It's, I think I think yeah. Even like without the the end sort of sequence, um, I think they I think it would be a great film anyway. You know, just with. the... The relationship explored and the, the sort of the, the relationship with uh, the zombies as well. Um, yeah. That, uh, but but I, I think yeah I think that that is enough for a film I would enjoy anyway. But uh, maybe obviously not for uh, Hollywood studio. But uh, yeah, it is it is the best bit of the film.
2: Was it like, well like more the zombies thing is uh, it's interesting. To, <laughs> it's only word I can think of. I I don't know if like the zombies thing. I kind of like. I appreciated it, but I don't know if it was carried out that well. No,
3: no, um, it maybe wasn't. Actually, that's where the never End of story music came in. It was when zombies, but uh, yeah, it's him not like running the whole around football the ball thing. I well, think like so. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, yeah, it is a nice idea, and it's. Um, I, I think it is. I think it, it works. It works on, on a narrative point. level, but maybe not on an acting level. Like uh, the acting's is pretty. Um, it's pretty cheesy, like. Well. I
1: found a review
3: by Roger Ebert
1: our, oh, yeah. old, our old friend from I the, did read that actually yeah um, and it discusses a few of these things so I'll just read it because it's actually a surprisingly positive review from Roger Ebert <laughs> Probably because it doesn't contain any, any violence yeah um, the movie has the potential to be a truly great story about communication between alien species <coughs> it could have been a space thriller with a mind and a heart instead it gives us an alien that is too human too familiar it takes that amazing planet and gives it food, water, gravity and atmosphere that are suitable for both humans and Drax. It depends on plot gimmicks like the convenient arrival of enemies and the equally convenient arrival of friends to the rescue. It doesn't dare enough. How should it dare? The world of science fiction is filled with fascinating aliens, intelligent creatures who are infinitely more lovable, more than lovable characters and reptile skins. Why couldn't the Drax be truly alien in this film? There are occasional moments of inspiration, such as the fact that Drax are male and female rolled into one, but Enemy Mind simply uses that as an excuse for a couple of weepy scenes and the creation of a drac child that seems destined for the little league. Um, the idea of aliens com- with combined sexes has, has been handled more, much more interestingly in books like Isaac Asimov's The God Themselves, in which there were three sexes, not two, so he goes on a bit here, but... Um, yeah, he says like um, the, the Earthman in the movie is played by Dennis Quaid and the drag by Louis Gossett Jr. They're both very good but saddled with a predictable and sentimental script. If they had been left all alone on their barren planet they might just have possibly arrived at some interesting story possibilities. Instead, enemy mind descends to the level of 1930s space opera with the arrival of even humans, evil human slave traders who kidnap Drax and force them to work in mines. No, I, I actually I, I started that by kind of prefixed that by saying it was a good review. It, it generally is a good review without saying slagging it off. Um, but he gives it a like, like, it was a four out of five yeah. or something
2: like that. And uh, he, he I does generally probably. like it. But whenever
1: I read that stuff, I just kind of think, well, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> like, uh, like, he, like, he's just basically describing a film and slagging it off. I mean, what do you want, Roger Ebert? Why did not you just fucking make a
2: film of yourself? You're so
3: bloody critical of everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's that.
2: <laughs> I sort of like maybe like, maybe we're sort of coming towards the end anyway. But like, I think it's sort of is a good opportunity to bring up the end. Because the yeah. end, to me... I think you were giving it sort of a positive kind of spin earlier, but I feel it is just kind of throwing in, like, watching it back. It's, it's in what just, way? It's just, like, it's just all of a sudden they kind of need this to fill the end in because they didn't know where they were going with it, to a degree. Now, but, what are you referring to? Like, are you referring to the point that Xavius gets kidnapped by the miners, or are you talking about the, you yeah, know... That that bit as well, because that, that kind of, I think that signals the start at the end. Yeah. Uh, the end scene, like, yeah, because... Um, Basically, they confront the miners, um, because your man, or the weekhead runs off, and see that the bad guys, and then the bad guys are ridiculous. Um, well, what's the name of the actor, actually? Because I've seen him in things before. Uh, you know? I've forgotten I him. I look up. He's in loads of um, stuff. Like. But uh, while, while you're looking him up, anyway. Uh, so basically, the weekhead runs away, Zami's runs away, um, the miners see him, and then... Uh, Dennis Quaid runs after him and goes no yeah. and then they shoot Dennis Quaid <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. they shoot Dennis Quaid take him into slavery Dennis Quaid like you think he's dead or he should be dead and then you know, <laughs> this is the ridiculous yeah. part. They kind of like uh, somehow, oh well, coincidentally find him at that stage. Yeah, but they haven't been able to find him for years before. I know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's alive and been moving. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they bring him up to that, uh, well, that space station again, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they're doing the whole burial thing, um, which is ridiculous in itself. It's kind of funny at the same time. But uh, that, that scene where they're burying, like, yeah. you know, they in the music and then they go, oh, this guy's agnostic, yeah. no music for him. It's, just, it's, him. it's worth talking
3: about it, itself, but yeah. Keep <laughs> but,
2: but the particular part where they find Dennis Quaid's body yeah. and decide to explore, I think it's just a, it's coincidence after coincidence after yeah, coincidence. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a bullet hole as if he's been shot right <laughs> through the heart. And then they're trying <coughs> to tug that thing off him. Yeah. It's, well, it's obviously, uh, what do you call that uh, Bible thing again? Uh, I can't remember but yeah, yeah they're this. trying to tug that off him and that's the thing that makes him wake up and like strangle someone yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they go oh this guy's still alive let's cart him off it's like where'd you get that strength from <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah and because presumably before they declared him dead they
1: had a doctor do an autopsy and issue a death certificate so either that doctor is unbelievably shoddy <laughs> or somehow yeah. Davich is able they, to they use do
3: them. say the, uh, the more guys are getting really shoddy or something along those lines like uh-huh. really Shabby or something
1: yeah and like they, they clearly are really incompetent <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Shabby yeah. yeah but yeah I know what you mean like it's it's, it's an odd
3: like it's a really odd coincidence that the guy just goes hang on there's no tag in this one he doesn't even need to read out the tag for anybody it's, he's only really reading it, reading it out for his own benefit and the benefit of the guy who's pressing the other button and they're yeah. just they're obviously just bored mm. with the jobs like I and mean, yeah. he doesn't doesn't need to even investigate <laughs> yeah like who is this guy? Who doesn't need to say his name. All he, all he's basically doing is saying his name for posterity's sake, and it's going to be not even for posterity's sake, just for the sake of ritual, and it'll, it'll. <laughs> yeah,
1: because they be totally forgotten. Forever they don't more. know what his religion is, so they just say he's Protestant. Yeah, saying, yeah, like Protestant. There you what go. Kind of music next. Do you play?
3: Yeah, and like there's nobody at the funeral other than the the undertakers. So yeah, I mean, gonna, like. Yeah, you
1: would have thought like someone like That's, Davidge, there would have been
3: people. He's like a relatively young, handsome. They, they didn't know who he was then for some reason, but they were able to find out who he was while he was still unconscious or something. Like yeah, that. and
1: and and the interesting thing is that he he's kind of talking in his in his unconsciousness and he's talking Drac. Yeah, yeah. and um, so they obviously are suspicious of him, wonder what's mm. happened. But I think his mates just basically say, "I can always grand and they <laughs> yeah. go, oh, yeah. "All right, okay,
3: we we knew this guy." <laughs> five years ago when, yeah. when we I mean, were and they were like okay fine yeah cool yeah on. that's fine that's great <laughs> let him have enough access to steal a ship but no more <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he does steal his ship and they're like oh shit yeah. <laughs> we should have reduced his access to why to, didn't we did reduce not, his access It's not get into the hangar <laughs> damn it <laughs> but I
1: think ultimately I, I, I quite happily could forego the Zavis and the minor scene. Yeah, and, I could as well, and know. not have Jerry die, and have the two of them.
3: Yeah, find I, their I, way I, off the planet. I did say earlier that I thought it added added something to it, and it does. I think I still stand by that, but I don't know if it adds enough to it to justify it.
1: It adds extra clout to the um, Drak uh, human relationship, um, but the fact that the, the the studio requested it be added in in order that because they thought all the audiences were too stupid I'm, that's mad I'm going to justify that because the without the mine the title Enemy Mine doesn't mean anything to me it doesn't make it, well, doesn't, no, it, 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 it doesn't make grammatical sense it makes, but I think no, it has I,
2: a poetic sense
1: though yeah I, I think you it's know, probably I actually yeah. I, I really like it I'd maybe really it was like, like
3: the title.
2: Enemy Comma
3: Mine no no, but no just no, no. Enemy Mine no I, I think I think it makes more sense without the comma I think it's uh, okay, good. My, my, it's my enemy it's it made my enemy yeah. Enemy of mine. But, but, it's, but it's just yeah, the but more it's not. poetic way of saying it is, yeah, no? yeah, yeah. But it's not enemy of mine, it's
1: just enemy mine. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mean anything. Uh no,
3: I think, I think it, it does maybe maybe it does need a comma. I don't know. Uh, enemy No, I don't think it needs a comma. I don't think it does. Enemy semicolon <laughs> mine? No, 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 no. Keep yourself Is that cool. not for lists? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it,
2: uh, no. I mean
1: like, whenever I whenever I read the title it it just it's nothing. It's it's like um Tutu Rico
2: no I, I don't but, I know yeah but, but don't it's, uh, it yeah. just sounds nice and it, it, for some reason it does encapsulate what happens within that film to me at least anyway it does and I, I don't think it needs a comment <laughs> yeah I don't think it needs a comment either <laughs> but when no, it, I think it's, it's lovely it's lovely and poetic because I, I it sounds, sounds like nicer I, it just yeah. does sound um, nicer to me it does sound nicer maybe it's or, an aesthetic yeah. kind of but like I think it does sound Yeah, nicer it's obviously anyway. poetic license but
3: it doesn't it sounds like I don't know. It sounds like, like Faulkner or something. It's lovely.
2: Yeah, it's I love
3: really that. Nice not, like, I think I it's know. a great title. For yeah, a film. it's a great title as well. And I think the fact that they had a mind to it does sort of cheapen it to an extent. Right. But I, I, as I said before, I think they they do save that by by sort of using that to contextualize the, the human sort of mm-hmm. position in this war. But mm-hmm. but you no, know, I, I love the title. I think it's I think it's good. I like it. Hmm. <laughs>
2: and it, it does sort some of years. indicate uh, <laughs> but it does sort of indicate friendship as well because I it, mm-hmm. and that sort of nonsense so I, it, it is a yeah. nonsense like you know because at the end of the day it's a sentence it's two words together yeah. but it sort of indicates that kind of enemy that is mine in, in a way if that makes any sense I know you're saying yeah. my enemy but for some reason that puts it into the context of we're here together on this planet yeah and but that's the thing of playing with language and stuff and, yeah. and actually
3: well I suppose the, the actual the mine the actual Physical working mine does add another sort of level of context, two levels of context. Which one is that there's a big fucking mine, which is stupid, <laughs> a super level of context or a super level of depth, but also then again, that the enemy then becomes the miners, so the enemy becomes the human. So you are your own enemy, Your my, my enemy is me, you know, is possessive of yourself. But uh, I think, yeah, I think what you're saying is, is much nicer is the fact that, yeah, the enemy is mine, your mine and the child comes his Mm. you know yeah it's
0: it's
3: it's possessive and it's um possessive in more ways than than uh the obvious like yeah uh, it's lovely i I like it i I really i take it like (laughs) take it like a um, mine to to mine it to
2: criticize the uh to to criticize that's a bad point point. (laughs) (laughs) to, to criticize the end again though um do you not think it got a lot more violent and <laughs> it, sort of horrible towards the end? Like, it did, yeah. There's I, a bit where one of the miners gets like entangled within this, like yeah. And actually, that's it.
3: pretty fucking gruesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it actually is like something
2: from Total Recall. Yeah, and like I, that's the part where I like when I was watching it again. That's the part where I was going. This is the the studio I've obviously
3: recommended. You can some see gory a shifting Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how um, I felt
0: like. Um
3: it, it has that that classic eighties essential eighties action sci fi movie ending where there's hot stuff all around, you're on platforms and you're surrounded by chains. Yeah. No regard for health and safety <laughs> at all. And uh yeah, you're surrounded by like chains and loud noises and it's it's just industrial and it's um uh, Yeah. Yeah. And um, the the kind of
1: negative review that I was talking about earlier on, um, they I think the guy actually counted how many times in the final section how many times Dennis Quaid's character says Zavis and it's something ludicrous. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. So Zavis. E- even even the dialogue breaks down. You know, yeah. Even the dialogue becomes more simplistic. Uh, because because he because he's nothing more to say and all he's kind of doing is just violently kind of taking out um, the you know the bad guys, essentially. Aye. Um,
3: Zabu's, his, his, act, like, action on this is, uh, becomes nothing because he, he doesn't have a part in taking out the bad guys, so he's just basically asleep through all this, like, you know. Yes, you know? exactly. Like, he's he's, in he's fact, not used, he's not utilised at all, like, you know.
1: Exactly, in, in fact, the, the, the points when the, um, when the bad guys are kind of, you know, manhandling him, you can
2: tell, it's clearly a Yeah,
3: yeah. He's just he's just flopping. exactly he's just yeah. flopping around. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Just, so and the bad acting doesn't help either. I know. I remember there was like one part where the bad guy goes, "I remember you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you. yeah. my brother." <laughs> yeah, it's just like, really you killed that
3: guy who I I like my brother actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought I killed you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he didn't bother with <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: Nor did he hear the the ships coming down and rescuing us. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway.
3: Well, there's um there's there actually there're quite a lot of interesting facts about the the film in, in sort of wider context that we uh, haven't really touched on yet. Like um yeah, um the track vocal
1: yeah, that's right. I mean, did you guys kind of read about that? Um, supposedly, Louis Gossett Jr. said that um, the, the Drac voice was something that he had done as a kid. He'd kind of, as a kid, for fun, he'd kind of gargled saliva and turned it into a weird voice. And that um, he kind of uh, mentioned that to, to Peterson. Uh, and uh, so basically... All, all of Jerry's voices. It's not done in post production. It's not. It's not using any kind of um, uh, sound effects or anything. He, you know, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. is actually producing that himself, um, and supposedly he he kind of often shows up at sci-fi conventions and will and will do the Drac voice. it <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: Does not work with beer? <laughs> so don't try it. go. It's that great teacher? Arcomad. Arcomad. <laughs> no it doesn't work um, <laughs> it doesn't work at all which is ludicrous
1: okay. I, mean, like, I mean like I'm sure his, his throat has been absolutely fucked by the end of the film I know yeah
3: well he does slip back into sort of sort of African tinge normal speech yeah Um. Yeah. this is I, what like, I was going to through most of the film
2: There's points they underdub it as well I think with like a deeper voice yeah maybe yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of alien quality would you think so yeah, well, yeah I noticed that a few times mm. so. Yeah, not, that, not all the time, but there's points... I think it's when he gets angry and stuff The kind yeah, of... Yeah, actually, yeah, that, that sounds sounds right, actually. Yeah,
1: almost. Um, and apparently, um, Jerry's makeup, apparently it took four hours to apply. So, like, when you can kind of consider what, you know, Dennis Quaid had to do, he essentially had to yeah. just turn up and talk his own voice. Whereas Louis Gossett had to continuously do this, this <laughs> yeah, ridiculous yeah. voice and speak backwards Russian... <laughs> he'd wait for Quaid to grow beard <laughs> as well
3: like,
2: and yeah. yeah. um, sit for four hours in makeup it's sort of it's a nice analogy to how they get on though in the film as well like you yeah. know he's the one that yeah. had to make all the effort yeah. 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 He's, True, the one, yeah. he's the one he has to adapt and make all the, yeah. big, all the effort yeah. like do you think that um, whenever Davidge
1: um, has all his long hair like do you think he's supposed to evoke the image of Christ
4: uh, maybe because yeah he, he yeah looks really
3: Christy. There's he does yeah he does. There's, I suppose there's a bit of man with a beard. Yeah, a Robinson Crusoe <laughs> element to it as well. And like maybe uh, Planet of the Apes as yeah. well. Like there's, I think there's like a sci-fi, an established sort of sci-fi and fiction sort of element there. Mm-hmm. Before maybe Christ. I mean Christ maybe maybe meant mm. to be darker. Horror. Possibly, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Christianity, I'm not, I'm not exists before the Catholic sci-fi. Church, it did it did exist for
2: sci-fi. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if I've learned anything about the Catholic Church, is Christ is definitely white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> I,
1: I, I mean, um, okay. yeah. At, at the start of the film, whenever he's a big militaristic gun toting twat, he is clean shaven and short hair. Yeah, as he becomes more um, human, for want of a better word. Mm. Uh, he, his hair grows and his and his beard grows and then he's just driven to desperation because of Xavis and he gets shot and taken on board and then before he goes back for his final battle he's back to short hair clean shaven yeah. so when he's short hair clean shaven he's fighting mood and when he's long
3: hair and long beard he's kind of peace yeah. loving Xavis um, does say something to him like uh, you look terrible when he doesn't have his beard mm yeah um, that's right which could mean nothing at all it could mean something but it could also mean nothing <laughs> i did think that was
2: quite funny i actually one of the reviews that i read that was kind of slagging it off uh mentioned uh, every time Zamas referred to him as uncle they spelled it with o Uncle. so uncle <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> kind of oh yeah the way it does pronounce it
1: yeah, yeah it is yeah <laughs> I know and like again like again that, that to me sounds Germanic or Dutch and mm. um Definitely getting into the area of potentially being racist but I couldn't help but thinking that there might be a link between the fact that
2: the It's never a good way to preface this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well at least I didn't say I'm not racist but
1: um, but <laughs> um, It's almost like Afrikaans it's almost like yeah. Afrikaans, what they're speaking, which is obviously a white language because it's kind of Dutch. You know, it's kind of Dutch settlers in South Africa, but it's interesting that yeah. um, that that the the Drak language kind of reminds
3: me of that kind of because I, I think the, Erk, Erkman, the, the, the I mean, Drak that, that, sounds, that sounds yeah, dramatic yeah it does well. it does sound um, Dutch as well, definitely. And I, I think also, I think the accent, the Drak la- accent on English, is almost certainly like. Some sort of African accent. Yeah, he says it's Is uh, that
1: great Erkman teacher. Yeah, actually, and so, that's like
3: that's like I saw uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes uh, last week, and my friend said it after me. Like, why do the apes speak in African accent when they speak English? Mm-hmm. And it seems to be sort of like a. Like a, a sort of by word or by accent for like primitivism.
2: Yes, yeah, so I suppose I didn't actually pick that yeah. up. I saw it as well, I didn't pick it up it at first. I, until, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. pick it up either. I
0: like, did yeah. uh,
2: yeah. um, and, uh, and they're trying to seem to seem like they're not well, that. They are essentially primitive because they're apes. Like yeah, you know, I you know, I get what you're saying. Like, and and, uh, yeah. but then, then there's that whole idea of primitivism as well, which is yeah. That's is questionable. Not, like, not to go on uh, another rant about a different film, but like, did you notice that like women don't really get much of that? I know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Dimension in that film. Yeah. In fact, the only like ape woman, I guess, is seen as a like a sort of machine for creating
3: children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but anyway. And uh, and also um, also uh, I'm I trying to figure out figure out the analogies of all the the names of political leaders like Caesar. Koba was Stalin's. Uh, oh, okay. Revolutionary early revolutionary name, was oh, no. it? Or maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think we'll I think Coa was Stalin's early revolutionary name. And uh, I was trying to draw all these analogies which ultimately didn't, just called him Stalin. She just called me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But sure. No. Anyway. Mm. We're not yeah. talking about aeps. Talking about
0: drugs. I mean but I think
3: that's kind
2: of the good thing about this film as well. That does kind of lead you to tangents, they're, You know that yeah, related, it does. Yeah. But they're mm-hmm. like you know it raises those questions. Yeah. But I think that's what good sci-fi does. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. kind of or what like not what it should do, but it, like you know I think in yeah. my mind anyway, like that's what it does. Yeah. Um, raises these sorts of things.
1: Yeah, I mean the fact that the Drax are forced into slavery and that slavery happens to be mining for natural resources. So are the Drax supposed to be Africans? Mm.
0: Um
1: because there are various readings into it because there's obviously it was nineteen eighty five, so you could do a Cold War reading into it. Yeah, but with you a could backward Russian, obviously. Yeah, but you could also yeah. do like a kind of maybe slight, slightly early, but you could you could do a Gulf War reading into it. Yeah. And you could also do a, a apartheid reading. Apartheid, yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, um, we've yeah, discussed the Israel Palestine reading. I mean, I suppose it's yeah. I suppose it's any kind of any kind of yeah yeah instance where one group of people is oppressing another group of people for gain.
3: I mean, I suppose you when somebody is creating a narrative, anyway, that, they're like, and, from yeah. fiction or in in fiction, they're they're going to draw on multiple sources. You know? Yeah,
1: and in in two hundred years' time, there might be a a new conflict in the world that yeah. future viewers will.
0: Yeah. will kind, we, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Of absolutely. kind of reflect of course yeah. it will be yeah. yeah
2: but I think it's applicable to like as you guys say any of those I think that's the reason that we mentioned Israel and Palestine just because it's the most
3: recent one Like you know, because we, we were thinking of it as yeah. we were yeah. Th- yeah I mean like yeah we've
1: been think- I've been thinking
3: about
2: it all week like, and yeah absolutely if, if it was the 1980s we probably would compare it to the Cold War or, definitely you know, yeah. or the Gulf War perhaps the yeah. Gulf War
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's maybe a bit early Gulf War 84 Gulf War I think
2: it's too early for the Gulf War no, isn't
3: but, it? but, but it would be but they're obviously premonitions Gulf War I still
2: have like memories point, of that but. in my head as a kid not really knowing what was going on but Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I probably thought like Saddam Hussein was just the bad guy that needs to be gotten rid of yeah <laughs> Americans with the good guys
3: yeah <laughs> I also remember my granddad having a golf trophy for a golf competition. I'm pretty I, sure I connected him with I golf at
2: like, some stage
3: right so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my yeah, granddad yeah has fought Saddam Hussein in his
2: 80s. (laughs) Was it like were they pissed off about the result of a golf competition? (laughs) Is that how how it happened? I'm pretty sure Um, my granddad
3: beat Saddam Hussein in golf.
1: (laughs) But there there is actually another film in which Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr. both appeared. Jaws 3D or Jaws 3. Right. I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know either of them, but yeah. I specifically Dennis Quaid. It's, year, it's I mean, it's years since I've seen it, and I've only seen it once. So this is this is just IMDb. Um, yeah. But uh, Dennis Quaid plays Mike Brody, who is obviously Martin Brody's son, I think. Right. Uh, and Louis Gossett plays a character called Kevin Bouchard. Kevin Bouchard. Um, so obviously I haven't done any further research into that sure. but supposedly yeah um, and apparently uh, Louis, Louis Gossett um, initially went to New York U- University on a basketball scholarship and was invited to try it for the New York Knicks oh,
0: there you right go
1: down. so he's obviously a bit of a rinser yeah, yeah. he was good enough to try, try it for the Knicks although he doesn't appear that tall uh, but then maybe Dennis Quaid's tall yeah, <laughs> or like, yeah or maybe yeah. Dennis Quaid isn't tall so they made sure Louis <laughs> yeah, Gossett Jr. Yeah, yeah. didn't appear too tall
3: standing in a pit like, yeah. bit,
1: like Tom Cruise and all his films exactly yeah, so. yeah. and and uh, Louis Gossett Jr. is also the the angry guy from the Iron Eagle films what are the Iron Eagle films? Iron uh, Eagle were coincidentally um, basically Gulf War propaganda films that were made by right, yeah. by the Americans I know I don't know um, not to the extent of you know like Nazi films and you know and propaganda films and that were released in Austria, but yeah. you know not to that extent. You know, like but it, 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 it's basically they were made in the late eighties, and um, it's good guy Americans fighting bad Iraqi terrorists. Um, and from my memory, uh, the the guy who Louis Gossett Jr. plays is just this kind of angry, angry kind of guy who eventually. <sighs> You know, kind of, who kind of mentors the 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 white hero protagonist, and yeah. you know, the, the the two of them. I think at the end of the film, go and kill Saddam Hussein, <laughs> right. and it, cool. it, it, it was it was parodied in parodied in uh, Hot Shots Part Two.
2: Okay, right, yeah, cool. I
1: mean, um,
2: that's quite an interesting topic within itself as well. The like war films, in um, terms of like, say, you talk about stuff like Full Metal Jacket, yeah, and that obviously portrays this. Like horrible version of the army and then you get through to like the 80s and the 90s and you've got stuff like Top Gun that comes out um, but is that yep. just because obviously you've got stuff going on during the Vietnam War where you know your brothers and your mothers and your your sisters or whatever are dying because they're over there um, so you know that the real threat of war but then when it comes to the 90s and you've got stuff like the Gulf War mm-hmm. not as many people are dying, they're just sitting in a base somewhere yeah. pressing yeah, buttons yeah, yeah shooting bombs at these people. Yeah. I think so, it was... So it's easier to portray a, like, like, you know, more romantic idea of the army.
1: I think so, and I think yeah. it was also the case that after the Vietnam War, um, the Americans decided that ha- having completely uh, un- unrestricted media access to the war is bad because then you... because you can then show how fucking yeah. terrible it actually is. Yeah. Um, and I think after the Vietnam War, the American government kind of learned we we can't really have we can't really have American citizens seeing seeing what we're doing abroad because it's bad for business basically yeah
2: <laughs> but I think that's the thing with, with the recent one no I don't want to keep talking about it but the Israel Palestine thing like uh, that we do see a lot more of it now because like we're all like online these days like, yeah we like like to think like a vaz and uh... yeah yeah but a lot of
1: kind nice. of uh, Israeli freelance journal- journalists have saying that it, Israelis
2: don't see that though. Well, yeah, it's the same with Americans, though, as well. Because I know that there's a lot of, like, law-based movements within the mainstream media anyway. But I don't know, but, like, would it be the same with Israelis when it comes to the internet? Because I think in America, like, at least the impression I've got anyway is a lot of them are obviously online and see all this stuff now, so the tide's kind of turning a wee bit in public opinion. it definitely is. But I don't know what it's like in Israel in that respect. It is.
1: uh, I was watching Channel 4 News last night, and they they pitted a... uh um, Palestinian journalist against a... Who, uh, who's a mother of two children against uh, an Israeli mother of two children and they kind of... The, the, Jesus, uh, that's heavy. Like. I know. <laughs> and, Fuck you. Yeah. I know. And, and they... Uh, who's more miserable? <laughs> <laughs> and they... When it came to the, the Israeli lady's turn um, they kind of put it to her, you know, you're not being shown the horrendous things and she said, well, you know, we are because I've got the internet. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I look up things in the internet. I... I, I I, I read British news I, I I do see the pictures but she's of, a journalist like is she no 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 anyway, you know? the, the uh, Israeli lady wasn't a journalist okay right I, okay, uh, she enough. was just like a, right. a mother yeah
3: um, I mean like I I, I I most of my news sources anyway would be like uh, would be the, the Guardian who are covering this intensely and ITN like Channel 4 News yeah and like uh, Avaz who are also be covering it, all these things that would be very very cited in in very very sided with human rights, uh, you know, at, at the most, but uh, that's that's where I'm getting all my source from. Yeah, and that's so that probably leads me in a certain to uh, well. Some people would say you know you're you're being led in a certain direction, but I mean like I think I think I've been shown, I think I've been shown truth more than propaganda. Like, I know i have been shown truth more yeah. than propaganda, like with mm-hmm. the figure stuck up. I, yeah, I
2: subscribe a, exclusively to Fox News. I don't know if you yeah. watch it. So it's I usually I just, like, yeah. I just usually shout at people and tell them <laughs> that they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. And uh, ask them questions and don't let them answer. Yeah, and yeah. accuse them of being terrorists if they don't uh, give me the answer I want. Do <laughs> so you do that thing where if you dis- where if they disagree with you, you
1: rip off your microphone and and walk off set on air? I, I make sure that it's my show.
2: Yeah, and then make sure yeah, that yeah. they don't get an opinion that way. Good, good, good. good. Rather than having to be yeah. forced to succumb to what? Fuck those guys! But Fuck those, those guys! That's those the actions of right? terrorists, <laughs> a communist David yeah. A communist sympathizer. Because <laughs> 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 religious fundamentalists and communists are the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here, do you reckon the Dracs are communists? <laughs> They're religious anyway. <laughs> the <fucker>. So yeah,
1: <laughs> no, like, like, like uh, because, like, I know Jean Robbre uh, was a bit of a was a bit of a commie.
3: But are the Borgs supposed to be communists or are they supposed to be? I, I, I always got the, the impression that the Borg were meant to be uh, fascist. They, um, yeah, especially Yeah, they were just into was because really Roddenberry sure was a communist, wasn't he? I well, think, well, I, I think, don't think he know. was. Roddenberry was uh, a big, uh, was a, big, uh, big uh, a big, like he's a big lefty. I think he was a big, like massive cop, like, cop, like, like, like massive very cop.
2: American lefty, like not like maybe, maybe could say he was socialist, but I don't think he was. I think he sort of subscribed to. He probably was in love with Kennedy and things like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So he's probably a liberal. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I, uh, I
3: don't. I don't think he, he was like communist in the in uh, the way you like uh, an IRA man would be communist or uh, the way uh, um, RAF. Like, uh, would be communist. But 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 there's uh, various
2: problems with like liberal ideology, but there's no point in getting into it now. Yeah. <laughs> space. <laughs> Let's yeah. get back yeah, to space. <laughs> but, uh, um,
1: yeah, I mean. Are there any aspects of Enemy Mine anyone else wants to talk about?
3: Um, No, Cold War was my last one. And you mentioned it already. I was, um, trying to, I was trying to think of
1: other films Dennis Quaid had been in because obviously he's a big I Yeah,
2: was, but the only, the only one I could find that I had seen was The Day After Tomorrow never seen Inner Space no. Inner fucking Space Inner Space.
1: Space Inner Space is a great film yeah. Inner Space is a brilliant like film the, the
3: antithesis of Enemy Mind yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a great film it's like I wonder what
2: we ever do Inner Space mm, I don't know if I'd ever pick it I love but... Meg Ryan yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I think it's, it's one of those <laughs> yeah. films that I associate with my childhood and having a great time. Yeah. You know, just watching that film yeah. as a kid. Um, but. No, it uh, holds. What's,
3: what's the original called? Uh, Fantastic Voyage?
1: Oh, no idea. Yeah. I'd, I'd maybe. I'd well, maybe we'll that um, um, a. What do you call him? Uh, was that like a Jules Verne
3: think Maybe, possibly, yeah. Mm. I can't remember.
2: But, um, I do yeah, remember that film was. having. Yeah quite a big impact on me because I remember getting quite worried about like the fact that you could have possibly miniature people crawling inside you and cutting bits of your (laughs) yeah yeah well the the Vino used to do that that thing numbskulls (laughs) oh yeah yeah. 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 which was brilliant well that was a Dandy story originally wasn't it yeah Dandy 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 did another
3: yeah Dandy had another set called something else I can't remember what they were called Uh,
2: but yeah Um, yeah I mean in is a brilliant film that scene in particular where they have the battle inside his body yeah that's amazing like well i remember it being amazing <laughs> i don't know if it would stand up like uh, i i bought on it dvd
1: again. about four years ago and it 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 holds up
2: and they also yeah. play that sam Cooke song as well the uh, twisting the night away twisting the night away yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah what's the um, cover i is it, um, it on rod stewart cover is it's
1: during the film I think they play the original version but then oh. at the very end when... Is it Martin Lewis?
2: I thought it was Rod Stewart.
1: Is no, I, no, I, no I, I, I mean the actor who plays oh, the kind sorry. of... Um, oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't it Martin Lewis? And, uh, is that the his name?
3: Dorky guy?
0: Yeah. Whenever oh, yeah. he's driving away it's the like I'm going to cover. Shit. <laughs> Some
1: stupid name. like that. Oh, yeah, so Roger Ebert um, compar- in that review I was saying earlier on he, he compares it to Robinson Crusoe.
3: Yeah, that says, as I, I did earlier. Did you? No, I just said he looked like Robinson Crusoe. I didn't really. Oh. <laughs> so he
1: says, "Enemy mine is Robinson Crusoe set under two suns and six means of the vol six moons of the volcanic planet Phyrine four. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm not convinced by that. Because um, is Robinson Crusoe not more about kind of? Isolation. Yeah, I mean, like is, there is yeah. Friday,
3: his yeah. friend Friday, who turns up, but oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's not really the same no. story. Like there are are plenty of other stories about people being yeah isolated and deserted.
1: You see, even just reading, like regardless of his opinions, even just reading Roger Roger Ebert's prose, I can't believe that he was a successful critic. I know because he's, he's shit. Fucking
3: impenetrable <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> like
2: most critics are like that. So if you take like well he's the dominant one today Mark Ramode Mark-a-moder. Mark-a-moder. Yeah. Mark or Mark like just the charlatan of the highest order yeah I, I, I got That's mixed into
3: Mark Ramode I, I read his book uh, uh, about uh, his book It's uh, only a f- only a film which was written really badly it was kind of charming and it kind of carried me the whole way through <laughs> but I also thought like this is bollocks I don't yeah, like this yeah. it's a shit book and then I met him and he was really really lovely he could be really, really nice I a very uh, nice man. I sort of hung out with him for about two hours because I, I was like working at a book setting he was doing and I I just sort of stand beside him and like you know having, having a beer with him and he was lovely and he was really nice to every single person that came up to him the class but well. his <laughs> book then I so I thought I'll get his book and it was shit oh, <laughs> so I don't doesn't know I don't. doesn't
2: like I still continue to listen to him but I just don't take much value from what he says yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, the, the, like, the, 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 noti- or the noticeable thing I've, uh, I've picked up from uh, listening to his, like, sort of podcast or whatever every Friday is someone will write in and Simon Mayo, I don't know if he actually picks the emails, it's probably someone else, but Simon Mayo reads them out and uh, someone offers this really good critique of something that uh, Mark Mode has said yeah. And then Marker Mode, because he's probably a nice person, always goes, Well yeah, and he always says this every single week and it's always the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well that was very well argued and I liked what that person said. Yeah. But I'm just gonna ignore everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and not I completely disagree. <laughs> like, yeah. And not, you know, put forward constructive, yeah. you know, rebuttal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well And plus he didn't retweet mine <laughs> yes, that's right. We were trying to get
1: him to retweet our cannibal Holocaust episode, but um, oh, of course, yeah, nothing really happened, did it? Um, but uh, I have to say, just um, my my top My 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 two favorite critics are Alan Jones and Stephen Thrower. Um, Stephen Thrower, who people might remember from that band Coil, in that band. I am. Uh, but uh, yeah, Stephen Thrower was an absolute legend, and Alan yeah. Jones, who um, spent a lot of time with Dario Argento on set, and is probably one of the most respected critics in. Uh, Europe, probably, actually. Um, yeah, he's a legend. So if anyone's, if anyone's interested in looking at an actual good critic, check out Stephen Thoreau or Alan Jones. And Slavov Zizek as well. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> G- He's film
3: critic mad, out, but he's good. I like David Thompson. Myself. Oh, I've never heard of David Thompson. Uh, he doesn't really, I don't think he'd review any film we ever cover. Oh, right. <laughs> he's a good, he's a good writer and a good film critic.
1: So, uh, Cool. Does anyone want to say anything else about Enemy Mine?
3: I think
1: we may. I
3: think we, we, we mined that fucker. Dry. Ooh,
1: uh, I, two uh, mind-based
3: puns in one uh, episode. Yeah, pun yeah, fucking yeah. hell, you're spoiling basic pun. But uh, no, I, I think we've. Uh, I, th- I think we've. we've there's loads of stuff we probably haven't mentioned in Enemy Mine. It's a yeah. film. It's film that's that worth worth exploring in more depth than we've explored tonight. Is that another more depth pun? than. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to pun as I'm going, um, and and more depth than. Uh, Ooh, depth again. the <laughs> internet gives it. Uh, Have you gives the core better. of? But um, we <laughs> should get our fucking pickaxe. I think you out. should drill deeper. <laughs> um, but no, I, the, I film's g- <laughs> the film's pure gold. Pure gold. I can't f- I can't talk about this film without you guys. Pouring puns on me. Put your
0: critique <laughs> helmet on.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna choke in some <laughs> some natural fucking gas. Get my canary. Anyway, yeah, no, it's a good film. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's well performed uh, for the most part. Um, it's it's clever and it's yeah, it's it it makes makes sense up up until the point and um, when it stops making sense you sort of have already enjoyed the film so you don't really care that much it's maybe, yeah. maybe it goes over over. Its, it's I would say it's welcome a little bit but um, no it's fun it's I, I liked it um, me too and I enjoyed seeing it for the fourth or fifth time the first time I have not seen it in about seven or eight years it yeah it, it, it. it's a it's a
1: film I could definitely go back to and I don't understand the vitriol for it no I mean it's it's rotten. what's the point
3: in the vitriol for it like, I know
1: it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes score is fifty nine percent. Ah, for God's sake, oh. which is pathetic. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's Enemy Mine. <laughs> I mean, it's brilliant. Um, I, I honestly do not get it because there, like, as far as I can see, there's nothing wrong with the special effects. There's nothing wrong with the acting. The only, the only um, possible reason I can see for people not liking it is that it's maybe slightly disjointed and is trying to be both an action film and a
3: kind of um, could yeah. you be getting a, a little bit of a, a pol- political dislike for it like a little bit of a, an anti-american sort of dislike I mean it is sort of possibly probably anti-american in a way I but wonder most, but most
2: good sci-fi is anti-american most good sci-fi is anti-american <laughs> yeah. not, not like explicitly so but there's questions that uh, I but yeah, but anti imperial uh, yeah. anyway like. but I think a,
1: a, anyone who would be worried about anyone who would be worried about it being anti-american would probably be nationalistic enough to not read into it to that extent yeah. you know because anyone who is because there are so many readings anyone who's kind of a, like an American nationalist could easily see it as like a you know like an anti-communist uh, narrative or um, uh, a kind of uh, discussion of how Americans are always right I mean it's it, it's so um, it's so um, uh, malleable that I don't, I don't think even the kind of most ardent American nationalist could necessarily read an anti-American sentiment into it, unless they specifically wanted to. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Dee, what do you think? I mean, um, you were you were slightly disappointed on, upon your, kind yeah. Of?
2: But I, I think actually discussing it's kind of reminded me of why I liked it a lot. Like at the you know the original or about the first few times I watched it. Like um, I don't know. I think it was just when I watched it recently. I think I was just disappointed with my memory of it because because I remember like it always brings up discussions like this most of the time it sort of makes you question stuff about nationality gender even identity you know what it means to be of a certain like well nationality as well um, I think that's what I liked about it And but the more I discuss it it reminds me why I like that film because it does raise those questions yeah. at the end of the day um, yeah so yeah, the more I've gone through it, yeah, it makes me. It does remind me of why I liked it originally, but I think it was just I remember getting to the end of the film and it just took that incredible tangent and you've got those dodgy scenes with him waking up in this body bag and just. But I I think that's an unfair kind of critique of like that's just dismissing the whole thing with one scene. Mm, um, yeah. but no, yeah. So just very quickly, D Mark Mark out of seventeen. Uh can't give it an amazing score. Still really liked it, so I'm gonna go for uh give it a nine (laughs) out of seventeen. Well that's quite low. Uh, Yeah, because I don't wanna give it like it's not
3: It's not kind of a holocaust. It's not kind of a holocaust,
2: (laughs) which I was very surprised by. Uh but no, yeah, I think nine, nine's the first score.
3: I am maybe gonna give it about a twelve. I I did enjoy it very much, but you know there's not uh it's, it's not mind-blowingly good it's, it's, it's not it's not not the best film it's
1: really, mind-blowingly it? it's, it's it's good it's mind-blowingly good of course um, I'm never going to skip these fucking puns <laughs> I would be tempted to give it a big big high score but because I gave Tourist Trap and Cannibal Holocaust such high scores I don't think enemy, I, I don't I wouldn't want to rate Enemy Mine as high as that but at the same time I mean this is the problem with fucking reading things with numbers but, um, That's why we mark it out as seventeen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I have to. I think the lowest score I could give it would be twelve or thirteen. So I'm going to give it twelve and a half out of seventeen. Cool. Which okay. it's pretty good. It's okay. not too bad. Well. Um. So, yeah, we're kind of reaching the end of the show. So it's time now to um turn our attentions to Paul and ask Paul, what are
3: we watching for next time? Well, I'm. At the minute, I'm sort of torn between two, two films. One you want to talk us, talk us through them? One of them is uh, one that was mentioned last time. Uh, it's a video nasty, um, and it's it's one of the best video nasties I've ever seen. It's a brilliant one. Oh, what is uh, it? Living Dead in Manchester Morgue. It's a lovely one. However, I'm sort of tempted to stay with sci-fi oh. again. <laughs> And go for a movie I've never seen. Wow! Which is Slaughterhouse Five. I haven't. I've read that recently. Slaughterhouse Five is brilliant. It's I. I, I read the book. book. Yeah, the book, yeah, the book is film. brilliant. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut is. I actually, is one of read my... that past month. Yeah, um, excellent. Well, then, then you might uh, strengthen this this argument. Kurt Vonnegut is one of my favorite novelists ever. He's the greatest. One of the greatest humanist novelists and one of the greatest voices of 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 where humanity is and where it's going and where it's where it should be and where it'll never be and uh, it's uh, a dualism of optimism and total fatalism all in one. I think I'm gonna have to go for Slaughterhouse-Five I don't know how the movie. Um, yeah, I don't like the movie. Because well, w- well, what what is the movie? Well, I don't know. It it's, it's a movie. It was it's it's a movie based on his, his most famous novel well, when was it released uh, 70s I think it was the 70s 73
2: maybe like, after Reddit just to yeah. see but apparently Kurt Vonnegut said it was like he thought, thought he it was, was alright. Yeah. yeah, yeah he thought it was alright um, it, it's a weird
3: movie it, it, actually it's not my favourite Kurt Vonnegut novel it's I just not, don't know how even that can translate into a film though
2: like well but like, I can't imagine, like... I can't imagine
3: how it would translate into film. But um,
2: um, I said, like, Ian, you have to read the book. It's not very long. You, you do have to read the
3: so. book. Um, I haven't read the book in maybe seven or eight years. And uh, actually, my my grandmother bought me the book because uh, because I asked for it. But she bought me the book when I was a teenager, and I read it when I was maybe in my early twenties. And somebody stole it from me, so I'm going to buy it again. I'm going to read it again. I've read pretty much every other Crichton novel since. I love Chris it It's gonna be Star Five next week. Next time we're gonna we're gonna watch slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse Five. Cool. and uh, we'll all talk about how about books. It's cool. to, it's to <laughs> we're moving up in the world. Forward to that. Ian's uh, looking up uh, Star Five because he. In a sort of almost disbelieving kind of way, like he doesn't believe it exists. That is very, no. very... slaughterhouse right. one, one word,
1: yeah. i was trying to check whether or not it had ever received a BBFC certificate because it may well have been released prior to the, v- the Video Recordings Act uh, and, then, and then subsequently not yeah. not being, not being uh, submitted for classification. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no... Um, Sla- 1972... 1972, um, and the BBFC says all known versions of this work passed uncut. Uh, so... Yeah, and then it was classified in 2005.
3: Cool. Well, so it should be... Sticking with sci-fi, folks. We're going to do Slaughterhouse-Five. Um, Kurt Vonnegut is, is the, yeah. the most intertextual writer you'll ever come across. So uh, get reading. Get reading Slaughterhouse-Five and get reading uh, Breakfast of Champions and, uh, and Sirens of Titan. And, uh, yep. Yep. And all those all those other good God bless you, Mr. Rosewater, all those other excellent books that um Okay. That will meet Kilgore Trout, hopefully. I don't know if he's in the movie, <laughs> I assume he's in the movie. He is he's he's bound to be in the movie. Let's see.
1: Yeah. Nice one. So we're gonna to have to do some reading for next next episode and hopefully find a copy of Slaughterhouse Five. I mean I don't ever er, even ever recall, you know, seeing it on a DVD shelf or seeing it on
3: Amazon no, or anything. No, it's on Netflix yeah. actually. Oh, uh, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's uh, very very easily accessible. Very more easily accessible than I'm surprised. How easily accessible it is. Hmm. But um, read more. the books, yeah, you like it.
1: Okay. Cool. Nice. So, anyone else anything to say, or is that us?
2: No, for another I'm for another episode. Surprised we got that far with Enemy Mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So anyone who hasn't seen Enemy Mine, I think we're kind of a resounding yes. Go and go yeah, and, go and yeah. watch it and enjoy yeah, it yeah. and expand your mind with There's the a various. Find my left foot and my right foot. I'm <laughs> this is my left foot. <laughs> Uh, nice one so uh, just time to say goodbye then I guess so uh, young David bye <laughs> young Paul bye and I'm young Ian well we're not really young anymore are we lads
3: <laughs>
1: always be young <laughs> <laughs> as long as any of mine exists Kishmeh
3: they with you all whatever
1: his name is <laughs> yeah, exactly and Mickey Mouse, it and
3: Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah and Mickey Mouse okay uh, cheers
4: get out run but i take my time a friend of the devil is a friend of mine i get home before daylight just my get some sleep tonight ran into the devil baby loaned me 20 bills spent the night in utah in a cave up in the hills I'm running, but I take my time. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. I get home before daylight, just might get some sleep tonight. Got two reasons why I cry awake, lonely night. The first one's named Sweet Anne Marie, and she's my heart's delight. Second one is prison, baby, the sheriff's on my trail, and if he catches up with me, I'll spend my life in jail. Got a wife in Chino baby, and the one in Cherokee, first one say she got my child, but it don't look like me. Set out, run, but I'll take my time, a friend the devil is a friend of mine. I get home before daylight, just might get some sleep tonight.